Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See why CNBC ranks Minnesota number four best state to live and work. A great place to work, an even better place to live. ExploreMinnesota.com slash live. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed... (laughs) Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. Hey, it's Will Friedle. And Sabrina Bryan. And we're the hosts of the new podcast, Magical Rewind. You may know us from some of your favorite childhood TV movies, like My Date with the President's Daughter. And the Cheetah Girls movies. Together, we're sitting down to watch all the movies you grew up with and chat with some of your favorite stars and crew that made these iconic movies happen. So kick back, grab your popcorn, and join us. Listen to Magical Rewind on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Brought to you by State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air, and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action, and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Good morning, everybody. Happy, happy, happy wild card weekend to all across the nation. That's right. It is a Fox football Saturday and Sunday in a wild card weekend. Getting ready uh, for the NFL playoffs, the championship game. Oh, we got you covered with Big Lincoln Kennedy. I'm Anthony Gargano. We come to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more in car insurance. Visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. Big bleeping link. I'm here. <laughs> you know what's funny? What's up, I was like, oh man, I miss I miss my man. I feel like, how come it feels like I haven't talked I haven't talked to him? Because it was last it. week. <laughs> I didn't talk to y'all for like five minutes. Yeah, man. It's good to be back, man. How you doing, man? How's Philadelphia holding up? Uh, Philadelphia is uh, waiting anxiously the arrival of St. Nick yet again. There it is. Look at that. It's uh, it's back. It's it's a uh, people are. It's amazing the uh, confident level against the Bears. The Bears are a really good team. I. I think that defense is really, really good. Right. And uh, it, now they're inexperienced, obviously, in the playoffs. And you got a young quarterback with Trubisky. But, I mean, if Nick Foles beats that defense in Chicago. Look out. You know, 
he could go on another another magical rock. I, I, you know, I was thinking about ride. you yesterday. Yeah, I was I was thinking about you yesterday in the whole scenario, the whole scenario with, with Philadelphia because you know someone had asked me could you know Saint Nick repeat the magic and I was just like man I. I think he could because he's played phenomenal in the last playoffs, you know, obviously last year in the Super Bowl run. And then you look at what he's done to get to this point. But I just I worry about the future because it's like, dude, you you see this and then do you get do you look through through jaded jaded spectacles that, that he might be the one that you rely on and go away from Carson Wentz? Or I mean, it's going to be hard to get Wentz back in there if and if you guys go on another long run like you did last year. Yeah, listen, you know, the town alone, um, the town alone has already chosen Nick Falls, which really? I think is foolish, yeah. But the town, <laughs> wow. the town has already chosen Nick Falls. Now, again, you know, I mean, you don't listen to the mob, right? Like, that's, that's the 101 that you never listen to the, to the mob. Baltimore did said it. in the Roman days. <laughs> you know, did it. <laughs> you know, yeah, you yeah. should not listen to the mob. You should not. Uh, that's right. But, um, you know, I mean, who knows? I mean, if Nick Foles does have one of these otherworldly runs, and and that's what they've been. I mean, the, you know, the last year's Super Bowl comes and, and the, the defending champs, it, it was one of the great stories ever. In fact, uh, somebody from the NFL Network, who was it? Charlie Casterly, somebody called the Nick Foles the greatest story in the history of the NFL. And it got me thinking, and I want to discuss that with you, some of the great stories and tales uh, of this league that we love so much. But that run last year comes when Carson Wentz gets hurt against the Rams, and he, like, he starts out slow, and you remember you saw him against the Raiders on a Christmas, yep. on a Christmas night. And he was really bad, but it was windy and it was cold. And then he survives the Atlanta game and then the NFC Championship games in Minnesota. And he has a, a great game and then he has even incredible Super Bowl, even better Super Bowl. So that that's kind of the history of last year. And then you know he was he was like you know okay he, he was he started the first two games of the season and was you know it was all right it was really very average. He went one and one, and then Carson goes down yet again, and here he is, and he goes to L.A. and beats the Rams in Los Angeles, then comes back and beats the Texans, throws for almost 500 yards, 471, four touchdowns, and then Link uh, you know, finishes off against Washington, and because he's Nick Foles and, and he is a deity, the... Uh, <laughs> The, wow. the Bears beat the Vikings. <laughs> uh, so he turned water into wine there, and they're in the playoffs where they should not have been. Well, you know what? Here's the thing. Here, and I, I, I <laughs> it's a phenomenal story. <laughs> you know, I, I honestly think that there might be a, a fact that he just he's playing loose. You know, just you think about it. The position that he's in. Okay, the after the Raiders game, and they finally put together an offense that caters to his strength rather than the strength of Carson Wentz, a lot of things that you were doing before. And then when you saw him in preseason, early season, they were trying to go back to what the new Carson was going to be able to to do, and he struggled with. Rather than, than when he got in there uh, after Carson's injury, the, or, you know, this this season, 
he was loose. He was carefree. He was throwing the ball. He was taking chances. He was, you know, you know, putting it in a place where, you know, Alshon Jeffries, he was going more outside than interior middle of the field and stuff like that. And just looked to, to, to be a little bit looser. I mean, that might very well be the case with him. You know, he, he doesn't have the pressure yeah. of looking over his shoulder. Well, when is this other guy coming in? And do I have to walk on eggshells? Because if I mess up, I'm going to be replaced. I mean, he just. Yeah, see, I don't think Carson was like that. Where right. He he sold Nick Foles in the rearview mirror. I think Carson. No. I think Carson's biggest problem was he got hurt. Like he legitimately has been hurt all year. Right. Like right. he got hurt against Minnesota. I guess it was Week Five where he injured the back. He, it was a micro fracture, but right. you know quarterback and you know. But you also have that type of out. attitude where the guy wants to. He wants to play. He wants to do well for the city. Especially, yeah, I, I can yeah. definitely feel that. I mean, Philadelphia yeah. is a tremendous sports town. You want to succeed. You want to do everything you can to be the man. Uh, and going out there and, and winning and bringing your team to win and, and uh, bringing your team wins. And there were times, you know, when you looked at him standing in the pocket, and, you know, people hanging on his arm all around him. He's taking shots after shot. He's a mobile quarterback. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's just all the things that you, you know, it's going to bound, it's bound to happen sooner than later. Yeah. I'm with you. I do. I, I, I agree with you. Um, and, and look, it takes us back to the, the story. Now, I, I don't know. This is going to be an interesting kind of test for Nick Falls because. He now has to do on the road, and last year it was two games at home because Carson Wentz got him the number one seed. So it was two right. games at home, and then you know you're in the Super Bowl. This run's a little bit more difficult. It's going to be three games on the road, and it could be three like treacherous environments: right. Chicago, New Orleans, Los Angeles. So I, you know, we'll see. I think this. I think it's it's funny. It, either the Eagles win Sunday and go to the Super Bowl, or they lose Sunday. I, I mean, I almost feel like that's kind of wow. That's kind of the, the trajectory of of their run because if he beats Chicago in Chicago, that defense is great, Lincoln. Yeah, but their yeah. offense is suspect a little bit. Time, I mean, they they got away from yeah. running the ball. Mitchell Trubisky is a young quarterback, as you mentioned and mentioned. Might throw it into some harm's way. The defense is lights out. There's no doubt about it. But you know, you still got to be able to put a couple points on the board. So I don't see, unless Philadelphia plays very careless and loses the turnover margin. Yeah. Well, you you think the Eagles win the game? No, actually, I think the Bears win the game. I'm just oh, saying, okay. I'm giving you a chance. <laughs> Oh, thanks. Gee, thanks. Now, now we'll, we'll die It's all four of these games. Wow. I'm, I'm telling you how the Eagles can win the game. <laughs> yeah, no, I think they can win the game, too. Like, you know, yeah. I mean, I but I think there is, I think X and O is on Chicago's side, and I think, yeah. you know, Magic is on the Eagles' side. And experience, and that's something you can't discount is the experience factor absolutely uh, for both teams? I mean, one yeah. is the defending champions, yeah. and the, on the other side, you got green. I mean, you, yeah. you're, you're some green, green quarterback. That's a green quarterback. Believe in magic. <laughs> yes, yes. Oh. And uh, I think everybody is uh, is believing in magic. Uh, <laughs> we got the championship game on Monday night, which is going to be a lot of fun. Alabama and Clemson. I've been hearing people. Uh, you know, complain that it's just the matchup. I don't understand how you can complain that this is the matchup. These are two phenomenal teams. I just want to see them go at it. Well, I mean, yeah, you got the two best teams on the field, which is deserving. I mean, that's what you want in any sport. You want to see the two best teams there. But my my complaint is how are they so far ahead of everyone else out there in, in, in the country? I mean, you think about it. 
the playoffs weren't even close. I thought for sure the other opponents would give them a challenge. It wasn't even close. Yeah, we, we thought that uh, Notre Dame could hang. and uh, Yeah. It was, it, it, and, and so you look at they, it. They you, hung you, for a first quarter, and that was it. You scratch your head, and it's like, these are the top four teams in the country. You know, you had an undefeated Notre Dame team. You had, you know, the Big 12 champion in Oklahoma who escaped, but they had an offense that was supposed to be lights out. And they were dominated by the other. Completely dominated by the other. So well, I'm sitting I mean, there watching Notre these Dame, games. You and I'm explain it because of the schedule and, you know, SC being down and Stanford being down. So, that you know, they, like they played their normal schedule wasn't as tough. Well, I mean, I, well, it, it, their normal schedule to me was a little bit tougher than than uh, Alabama's uh, regular season schedule. No, no, Notre Dame's so, schedule is always great schedule. It's always right. tough, but especially the as teams, an independent, the perennial powerhouses like Stanford and Southern right. Cal were just weren't as good. Even Navy and I get that, good. but it, but again, we 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 this is what you wanted. You wanted a playoff where you're going to put the four best teams in the in there, and, and it's up to you know some sort of discretion. But it wasn't even close. There wasn't even a game out of either one of them. That's yeah. not a playoff to me. That's a, that's a preseason oh, but game. That, but that's an anomaly, though, isn't it? Mm. I mean, it's not going to be. It's like that now. But who's to say it's going to be like that in five years? Well, I'm surprised that it is that way now. That's my point. How are these yeah. two teams, Clemson and Alabama, so far ahead of everyone else that they make it look like it's a cakewalk? Yeah, it's a good point. I, I you know, I mean, I don't know. I, mean, they're, I don't know just, either. They're, they're just really, really good, and I guess I don't care that. You know, Alabama or the Irish. You know, here's the thing. Like, you know, would Georgia have given them a better game? Obviously, they weren't as into playing in the ball game. But and uh, it was great to see Texas come back like that. But you know, I don't know if Georgia's playing in, in the playoff. Maybe they're a little bit more giddy up. And I don't know. I mean, we saw them play know. Alabama really tough. No, but you, you uh, have to earn your way there. You can't just be given it based no, no, on. Your I, name. I know. Yeah. I, I mean, maybe my guess. My point is right. maybe if you open it up. To eight teams or ten teams, I still feel better, that that's you got a choice. better chance a that yeah. you know you don't get a clunker. You know who knows? Maybe you get a team that's hot. Like that's the thing that right now is you have your your great opponents like like your great teams like Alabama, Clemson, but with only four limits the idea of the hot team. Well, I agree with you. That's why I think the whole month of December is a little bit of a waste. Because we seen yeah. well, the, in the bowl games, we saw a lot of sloppy ball. It took a lot of teams a while to just get things started. Yeah, no, they the, weren't. That whole system needs to be revamped. I mean, yeah. you know, I liked all those games, but you know, the problem is is once you have the two playoff games on December 29th, mm-hmm. the rest of the bowl season is irrelevant. <laughs> No, it wasn't. I enjoyed oh watching my the rest God. of the bowls. You, oh, had a, you, had a, you had a ton of football on, sa- on Saturday. Just That was wonderful. From from sunup, I woke up in the west, sunup to sundown, we had football on. I love yeah, that. January 1 meant zero, meant nothing. It was, well, like I watched Rose Bowl, it was the worst Rose Bowl ever. Yeah, well, I agree. You, you admit, it was horrible. I mean, not just no, I, 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 I didn't go because I knew Ohio State was going to have some right, athletes right. and I was worried about my team. So, yeah. but uh, Well, was, we got lots to get to. Mm-hmm. The fellas are back. We're quite chatty this morning. So we want to get into some of the great stories. We're going to break down wild card weekend, the whole NFL playoff picture, the whole coaching carousel. We got lots to get to. The fellas just getting started from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios right here. On a wild car weekend. 
I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it and travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel, it's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air, and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action, and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. So what does it mean when Geico says 15 minutes could save you 50% or more in car insurance? It means you probably should have switched to Geico 15 minutes ago. We are the fellas. He's Anthony Gargano. I'm Lincoln Kennedy. Having a little fun on Wild Card Weekend. So get you ready for the national championship game and football playoffs. Playoffs? Uh, it's uh, a, lot of, a lot of interesting things have happened this past week. A lot of, you know, week oh, 17 man. was chaotic in many ways. And, you know, as you mentioned, it was, uh, you know, the, the Vikings going down, the Eagles in. So a lot of things that happened. And how about the running Indianapolis is on? So, Oh, man. Hot team, hot team. The only thing is, uh, I, I know and everybody loves, uh, and we'll talk about it, Indianapolis against Houston. I, I, I really like this Houston team. I mean, their defense, I think their back seven isn't as good, but I, I'm such a Deshaun Watson, DeAndre right. Hopkins. I love those two guys. Right. I mean, they're just tremendous. I don't know. I can't go against them at home. Okay. What do you feel? Well, you, was there a question in there? I, I just I thought it was a statement. I, the, I didn't hear your punctuation. Well, I'm not asking a question. I'm expecting you to jump in and go, what do you like in Indianapolis, Houston? Well, I mean, I, I thought we were going to break it down a little later. I know we were getting into the break it down. No, now. I know. But like you, we, I don't know. We were talking about it, and he brought up yeah. Indianapolis, <laughs> and I started to go, well, I mean, we're not, we don't have to go full-fledged breakdown. No. But, you know. Well, look, I, I agree with you. I, I like the run that Houston got on, especially starting off slow. But it has been impressive the way that Indy has been able to put things together because – I thought in evaluating Luck throughout the season, he found a way. He's changed his game slightly, um, and his focus, especially when he goes through his progression, is is different than it's been in years past. And I like the fact that he's he's accepted that change, and, and they're they're better for it. 
The offensive line in Indianapolis is playing better. The running game is consistent. And I like the fact that he uses his tight ends to take advantage of mismatches on the second level. So there are a lot of things to like about Indianapolis. But I do, I also do like Houston as well. All right, give me the uh, what Frank Reich has done. What, what well, the, the, I think the key to what Frank Reich and you know what what, what he's done here. He, to me, he's he's done a lot similar to what they have in, in Philadelphia with Zach Ernst. The fact that Indianapolis, I think, has three tight ends who are 6'4 or taller, making them a target and making them a valuable part of the offense, multiple tight end sets, it really creates a mismatch problem for opposing defenses because, yes, you have T.Y. Hilton. He's that long field stretch that can take the top off the defense. So you have to have your signature corner and a safety just to protect yourself on the back end from the possibility because they, they can strike long at any time. But the tight ends, it creates a mismatch problem because you can't sure. – they're faster than linebackers and you can't really have safeties or nickelbacks cover them because they're bigger than them. So once they right. catch the ball, you throw, you throw – and there was, a, there was an instance in a couple times, even in the Raider game when the Colts came out to Oakland, that, that, um, uh, that Andrew Luck just threw it to a high point. Almost, if you imagine a basketball player playing down, the tall guy playing down on low post, throwing the ball up high, there, there's nothing the defender can do. You can't go through to the the, right. the uh, but you catch it. So so now you know Ebron and all these the, the tight ends that they're having are having good years number wise because Frank Wright has made them more, a more focal point of the offense than just the outside receiver. Yeah, that's that's a great point. That's a great great point. Uh, the the Colts are, are great. There's some great stories, and like any year, there's always the great stories that come with it. We talked about Foles yet again, trying to repeat the magic. Uh, Andrew Luck, who is uh, it's funny when when you and I were. I mean, when Andrew Luck came into the league, you and I were gaga over him. Mm-hmm. Uh, even before that, his junior year, we thought you know, I mean, he could he, if he came out then. He would have been the number one overall pick, and right. you know we loved we loved him. I mean, you remember all those shows we oh, yeah. did? Oh, absolutely. Talking I mean, about because, Andrew Luck, and so because they, the the Indianapolis Colts had just created a spot for him. There were some people who thought they were tanking to keep that. Yeah, they wanted because they were going to take. They knew they were going to go with Andrew Luck even before before the season was over. So true. So to me, you know, the story of the resurrection since we have the Savior in Nick Foles, the resurrection of Andrew Luck. <laughs> Um, has been such an incredible story. Uh, let me just let me just break for a moment because the fact is is that 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 <laughs> I know you. Your lips are twisted in saying these words, <laughs> the Savior Mick Foles. <laughs> this is this is straight comedy to me. This is comedy. It, it really well, is. I, you I'm know, here's saying, the thing. I mean, I don't want to belabor the Foles thing because the whole there's a lot of other stuff to get to. But I don't frankly understand it. I don't, I don't get it. Like, you well, know, look at it this way. Just look at it. It's a great. No, it's a great story. I'm not saying it. I'm not saying it in a disregard. Like the disregard. No, no, the, no. Guy, the man. Right. I mean, right. I, I mean, what a great dude. The guy's a great. First of all, he's a great. Uh, he is you know, a good family guy. man. He's he is a good guy. Yeah, good dude. I mean, just strong, strong ace of a yeah. guy. Ace of yeah. a guy. So you know, from that perspective, he deserves. You know, all all this stuff. And he's not a bad quarterback. It's not like I'm no. saying he's a bad quarterback. But he doesn't have, like, Carson Wentz is a is just a, is a stud of a prospect. I mean, no. you know, he's been hurt. You know, watching Foles come in, it, it's, it's amazing because 
You know, I've seen him make throws that are just horrendous. Right. right? Like, just, ooh, he threw his first throw. Like, this is what I don't understand. He makes a throw against Washington that was, ooh, I mean, just really bad. Right. Gets picked off, and Washington's terrible. Yeah. And then he goes on to complete 25 straight passes and tie an NFL record. Yeah, go figure, huh? Right? Stuff like happens. And, endure, <laughs> and during that, he makes some great throws. Like I'm like, wow, like what is up with this? And he did the same thing, like the Rams game. He wins the game. He almost lost it because he throws a really bad interception and almost threw another one, and the Rams right. almost came back on him. But like somehow it didn't happen. Somehow there was a like the, the Eagles lose that game if the Rams don't muff the punt with four right. minutes to go in the game. <laughs> like so, even when he's like, because he's been good, so it's not like I'm saying the, the, it's luck, right? It's, right, right, it's right. not Andrew luck, but it's not good fortune. Right. It's not all good fortune, but there's been some good fortune mixed in to help with the result. You know, it's hard to believe in St. Nick when you think of Ginger Jesus. So, <laughs> I've been wanting to say that one all day. <laughs> I get you. I understand. Trust me. I, awesome. I, I do get you. So, it's awesome. That is awesome. The game that I'm so excited for is Baltimore and the Chargers. I, I cannot wait for this game. I, I find this matchup fascinating. Because they just played a few weeks ago, mm-hmm. which I think gives advantage Chargers on that. Right, right. Because now you've seen, see, that offense is tough, especially when you haven't played against it. Right, right. You know, what they do with right. Lamar, it's pretty yeah. tough. So, but they, the Ravens are a great story. Yeah. You know, with John Harbaugh did, did, and bringing a kid in and sitting flat it's an amazing story, amazing story. And so, you know, and they run it in their old school on the run game and defense. Wild, wild. And then you get the Chargers, and I, you know, I got a root for the Chargers. They're a, they're the NFL's homeless, right? <laughs> Led by this charismatic figure who deserves a Super Bowl before he retires. Like, you know, it's his turn. Isn't it? I, I, I mean, can we that, say yeah. it's Philip Rivers' turn? Yeah, I, I agree with that point. I do. I do. I, I, to me, the Chargers are the most complete complete team in the playoffs. I, I think just from drop, stop to, top to bottom, I think they're the most complete team in the playoffs. And I just think that you know when when you you figure they got to go on the road. I agree with your point about Baltimore. But what's interesting to me, and I remember watching this when when the Raiders played Baltimore, got to see firsthand. Offensive coordinator Marty Morningway had. Um, Tried some things just a little bit different with Lamar in the first half, and he was he he it, 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 because it was a tale of two halves to me the way the way he played. He tried to, to keep him in the pocket. He wanted him to throw the ball out of the pocket. He wanted him to go through a progression, and it just wasn't Jackson's. You know, it wasn't it wasn't his his creme de la creme. If it wasn't, it wasn't his best part. Then in the second half, they said, "Look, just do what you do." And since then, they've created the offense around it. Now, you are taking a risk with the way things play, but you're right. If you haven't seen it before, stopping option football is is assignments and being disciplined. And there aren't a whole lot of defenses out there that are used to seeing option football. Uh, so it, it, it is a little bit that it's catching them. But I agree with you. I, I, I hope the Chargers sort of break that streak of you know West Coast teams having to go on the road to the Super Bowl or 0-25. 
I hope the Chargers uh, make it make oh, it that way. Lord, yeah, that's a scary number. I, you I, have I to go on the road to go Super Bowl. Yeah, it's zero and twenty-five. Wow, go Chargers, go! See, here's the, I, and I just go. We talk about sports justice all the time, and to me, sports justice gives uh, Philip Rivers a, a Super Bowl. Yeah, that's that should happen. I can see that. I mean, there were a couple years for, especially when I first got into broadcasting, I was on the fence. Because people had asked me a number of times, did I think Philip Rivers is a Hall of Famer? Like, oh, wow, what has he done? And, but you just see that what he's done over his career, and you look at the numbers, and you look how he's beat. Now, it's 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 ugly. His little sidearm pass just drives me crazy, the the way he runs, the way he moves. But he's effective. No, he he's is. efficient. He is. All right, let's get uh, sports court justice uh, Figgy here. Uh, uh, Figgy! Figgy! Do you think Bellas. that uh, the sports gods owe Philip Rivers one? Oh, 120%. Guy's been amazing. Been great for that franchise. Now, I will say this. In some of their bigger games in the postseason, he has not played especially well. Um, so there is that. So you are kind of like the author of your own um, you know, your own story and how things end. So, but it's been a very, very eloquent figure. Well, I try, I try a little bit, a little bit. Um, so, but he has been one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL for the entire time he has played. So he's all he's been in that top five. He just unfortunately, it feels even more of an injustice that Eli Manning has two rings and Philip doesn't have any. To be honest with you, because Eli has been so mediocre in the regular season, the majority of his career. Yeah, no, and he's he, raggy. Yeah, and he's made he's just made some some excellent plays. Uh, in the postseason, and Philip Rivers has been consistently great and consistently better than Eli has been uh, over their tenure. And people are talking about Eli being a Hall of Famer just based off the fact that he won those two rings. But if you put their numbers next to each other, uh, it's, a, it's a route that Philip is a better quarterback than Eli is. That's right, brother. Yeah. That's right. Here's so, some trending, baby. All right, some trending from Friday night. We'll go to the hardwood in the NBA. Paul George been lighting it up. I think he's, I know for a fact, 33 points he's been averaging over the last 10 games, scored 37 the last two games, in which the Thunder have gotten victories over the Lakers Wednesday night. They beat the Blazers Friday night, 111 to 109. Mr. Triple Double, Russell Westbrook, fell just short, 31 points, nine rebounds, seven assists. Speaking of the Lakers, they lost to the Knicks in LA, 119 yeah, about? to 112. Well, they were short. Handed, not having a guy like no LeBron. Again. No LeBron doesn't uh, help. Kyle Kuzma, the second leading scorer, was out with the back injury, and of course Rajon Rondo, who has been surprisingly effective for them this year as a steadying force and a veteran leader. He's out. He had that hand surgery last week. Yeah. So uh, they're going through a going through a tough time right now. They're one and four without LeBron in the lineup, and he's going to be. Next team though is trash, man. Yeah, they're they're pretty bad. They are pretty bad. So it, uh, the Lakers got down by as many as 15, 17 points early on. They did fight yeah. back to take the lead, and then the Knicks pulled away um, in the end. So uh, tough sled in there for the Lakers. Again, 1-4 and four without LeBron. And he's going to be out for at least one more week, by the way. The Lakers did announce that. Going to be reevaluated in another week to see how that growing situation is working out. So we'll, uh, we'll keep monitoring that one for sure. We also want to tell you that online car shopping can be confusing. Not anymore with True Price from True Car. Now, you can know the exact price you'll pay for your next car so visit true card to enjoy a more confident car buying experience the bucks have the best record in the nba they beat the hawks 144 to 112 27 and 10 is the record for milwaukee celtics yeah, beat they're the, good they are excellent they they're are really fear the deer. The hawks think, but they're good that's man. right fear the deer they've won nine of their last 10 five in a row look out for milwaukee the t-wolves with the victory over the magic and look out for the pacers very quietly near the top of the eastern conference standings as well 
They get 36 points from Victor Oladipo. He also hit the game-winning three-point shot as the Pacers beat the Bulls 119-116. to And Ian Rappaport just tweeted the Falcons interviewing former Buccaneers head coach Derek Cutter for their vacant offensive coordinator job later today. Fellas? Hmm. Oh, he's going to go back to Atlanta. Yep. He was there. Thanks, Figgy. Fellas, and we're brought to you by Geico. That's right. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more in car insurance. Visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. Lincoln Kennedy, Anthony Gargano, we're known as the fellas. Come to you every week, every week from 6 a.m. to 10 a.m. Eastern, 3 to 7 Pacific. And uh, we'll, let's introduce our, our the rest of the fellas. We got our producer, Vinny. What's up, Vinny? How's it going, gentlemen? Glad to be back. Happy New Year to you. We got a happy New Year to you. Did you have a good time? What'd you do uh, your, on your week on weekend off? Oh, I I actually did not have the weekend off. I was uh, brought in to uh, do some technical producing, as oh. well as uh, uh, picked up a covered a shift for one of the guys on Sunday. So it was just a uh, strategic moving of me. To, oh, okay. Uh, do, to doing well, other things. Well, it's good to have you back, buddy. I'm glad to will, be back. I will say that. And, of course, our find and sound engineer, it's Iowa Sam. Hello, our guys. technical producer. Yes. What's up, baby? Iowa Sammy? Oh, just uh, still enjoying uh, my Hawkeyes Bowl win and looking forward to this weekend of <laughs> wild card action. I thought of you, man. I was watching the game, and I thought of you. You were watching? I did. I watched. Nice. I, I watched all the ball games, yeah. Nice. And, uh, you know, it's Iowa. It's... I th- anytime it's Iowa or Iowa State, usually Iowa because then uh, that's your squad. I think of you, well, I, and uh, I isn't that true? So. Like you probably think of Iowa Sam when you watch oh, yeah. Iowa play, absolutely. And you know it's funny because when they relinquished the lead, I thought the game was over. Yeah, it was really really up and down, real roller coaster right? game. Uh, really stressed me out most of the game, and then you know they. Uh, they came through. Anthony and Link, I was actually here with Sam as the game was going on. It's the <laughs> yeah. first time I was actually able to see Iowa Sam while Iowa was playing a football game, and it was a sight to see. I walk in the really? building. He's on his feet. He's running up and down the hallways. <laughs> it, it was it was something else. It was very wow. – Iowa Sam was more entertaining than watching Iowa win the football game. I'll put it that way. It was pretty good. It was something else. See the uh, see the being in its natural environment, right? Yeah. yeah. So I, I heard that there was a uh, possibility of a ch- chair being thrown through a window. Was is that any truth to that? What? It was a legal situation, so I don't know if I can comment oh, on that okay. right I'm now. Sorry, so. I didn't mean to bring <laughs> that air. I should I should have brought that up in private. Right. I didn't throw any chairs. <laughs> I didn't throw any chairs. I know as your lawyer told you to say that, Sam. It's cool, <laughs> brother. It's all right. <laughs> Nobody's going to rat you out over here. It's fellas. Exactly. They, uh, rule they, one, they rule one is the fellas. We don't rat. No rats. no rats, no uh, rats. Right, uh, that's exactly right. You never tell on your friends. <laughs> Bingo! But they won, so there's no no th- uh, chairs thrown through windows. Thankfully, yeah. So that's yeah. good. That's good. That's good, Sammy. Uh, we are the fellas coming uh, each week, and uh, I, so this is a wild weekend. Like, I mean, just an incredible uh, weekend of football. But it happens under the specter of the NFL coaching carousel. Figgy told you about Dirk Cutter, who is out of Tampa and interviewing back in Atlanta, where he once was the offensive coordinator. And, uh, you know, when you look at these candidates, it's interesting because all the coaches that are left in the playoffs 
come from either the Parcells or Walsh coaching tree. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing the other day. Yep. Right. So you know when you when you're looking to hire a guy. And your next guy, because all these guys, it's funny, all these teams want young offensive guys. Right. That's what it see that's what it feels like. So you know, I, I agree with I'm you. Yeah, yeah, no, any, any of the candidates pop out to you. Well, because I also think that a lot of teams want some new blood. I I, I, I believe there are organizations, especially in a pro level, that are kind of a little bit besides themselves with recycling the same old, same old. That's been around and thinking you're going to have different results. I mean, isn't that the, you know, the the whole definition of insanity? But the, but but to find that new blood, it, it's a little bit difficult because as you want, as you mentioned, you, people are enamored with the offensive possibilities. Can you get that young sort of you know McVay, Sean McVay type of uh, uh, guy who can come in here and just turn over, turn a franchise around, take it from last to first, and, and keep it up there competing. Um, and I don't know if they're really out there like that because the new blood that's coming from the college level, there are a lot of things in the college game to me that still don't translate in a pro game. And I know people will sit there and, and say, well, look at what, you know, Baltimore's doing with Jackson and stuff like that. I just, I was thinking about it last night as, as I was getting, going to bed early. I was thinking if I was a defensive coordinator and I was in a national football league, I would, I would start creating a little fun with the ownership. I'm like, there's going to be a number of fines. But we're going to we're going to do away with this whole RPO stuff in the National Football League because I'm going to sign a defensive end. I'm going to tell my defensive end when we study film or my outside linebacker, depending on my defense, if you're ever unblocked, I want you to be lining for the quarterback, and I want you to take take your shoulder pad and put it in his solar plex. I like I you that. to hit him in his. I want you to hit him in his chest as hard as you can, I like because that. even when you see that action. And I know that the rules protect the quarterback, and there'll be some fines. We're like, what? Well, I, I, I'm going to take it. I'm, I'm, we're going to take it because we're going to we're going to just get this RPO stuff out of the league. I, I hate the fact that you have a quarterback, you know, like Jackson, who does that RPO action, and no one touches him. Everyone goes after the back. I want the ball out of his hands. I'll take my chances with the back. I have a safety or another linebacker in the hole. I'll take my chances. I want the ball out of the quarterback's hands because there's too many things that can happen. You hit him the wrong way once they get down the field, flag. No, no, I, I want it out of his hands completely because I, I don't want these quarterbacks thinking they can run on this level. So I do think there's a change coming for there. But from the, my point is, is that that offensive mindset that's coming out of college, that's coming into the pro game, a lot of things don't translate. So that's why you see, you know, the Drew Locks and the Justin Herberts and, you know, all these other quarterbacks who are prolific pocket passers. Those are the ones who are going to be taking off who are going to be your number one sets. You got to do still a little bit of traditional thinking when it comes to offensive football. But, you know, it, uh, they're still looking for that new blood to try to strike up the band or, or, or strike, you know, light up that scoreboard, if you know what I mean. I do. I, I, I'm coming up. I, I need to make an argument for what is termed the retread. Because you said it. You're like, oh, well, you know, it's the retread is the definition of insanity. And I, I want to I ask you about that because I, I say not so fast. And uh, we'll get into it. We'll talk about the coaches and where some are headed and some of the candidates who we like. That's all straight ahead. We're the fellas on Fox. Fellas! Big Link! Uh-huh. Big Link, baby. I miss Big Link. I'm cuz. And uh, uh-huh. let's talk about the uh, coaching open the coaches, the all the uh, openings for one second. Okay. And... You made a statement, and, I, and I, it's funny because, I, like, I get it. And you were like, "Well, 
Isn't it better like to have new blood? And so I started to think about it for a second, and I've had this debate now for a little while. Mm-hmm. Guys that are new at this job, I, I think, are really under the eight, like behind the eight ball. I, I think it's oh, a difficult a job. Absolutely. So, like to me, I want a guy with experience that, and it's his second time around where he knows what he did wrong. He he's not trying to reinvent the game. I, I'd rather have a guy like that who is maybe in his fifties that like has like really learned a ton of football, knows how to deal with men. That's the guy that I want. I mean, look, I, I all due respect to Sean McVay, who I like a lot, and I think he's done a great job. But you know, like l- l- let's not make him Bill Walsh just yet, right? I mean, you know, look, let's see, I, if, they, I, let's see if they get out of the first round or win a, win a playoff game. I, I agree with you. I agree with you in 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 a lot of way, a lot of ways. But here's the way that I approach the whole scenario. I, I've learned through experience that there are some offensive and defensive coordinators that are just that. They're not head coaches. Because to me, when you break down a head coach, especially in the National Football League, the things that I look for as a player and then even outside looking in is someone who can be, one, a total team manager. Not just pick a side, not just pick sure. a position, not just pick an individual, a total team manager. Because I think that's what you have to do. You owe that to your guys uh, first and foremost. More importantly, I think that you have to be able to work well with others. You can't be sort of a, you know, a, 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 just a, a king of all. You think that you control all. You can't, it can't be a dictatorship. And exactly right. So with all that in mind, I agree with your point of saying, hey, maybe the second time, third time around is going to be a little bit better. But I also think this. I also think that there are people who need to know stay in their lane because there are organizations that don't know what the hell they're doing. Case in point, why would why would the Cardinals fire Steve Wilkes after one year? Yeah, that makes no sense. I, what I what like. about him told you in the first place that he was capable of getting this? Now I had not heard of him other than the defensive coordinator. Everybody loved him at Carolina. That's all I heard. But what 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 did you see in the interview that sat there and said, "Okay, yeah, let's give this guy a chance," and then after one year you say, "No, it's not working." Meanwhile, no, I agree with it. conversely, in Cincinnati, what made you keep Marvin Lewis for 16 years? Great guy. Yeah. I'm not, no one said anything bad about him, disparaging about him as a guy. But what for 16 years, what did he do in the last 10 years that said in a performance-based business that says, oh, yeah, we want to keep him in, in place? Yeah, I, that, I, I, that, I agree that makes with sense. you. So you know, the, that's the dysfunction that you're dealing with unanimously. You have ownerships and general managers who just don't know what the hell they're doing either um, and so you're if if you're a coach in that position, why would you want to be hired to be fired? Why would you go into a no win situation? Like where does Cincinnati go in this situation? Where where does Cleveland go to make the biggest impact, the biggest splash with what they've got? You know, all teams have pieces. All teams are not completely dissolved the talent. You know what I mean? There's nothing there. So when you're looking for your next one. What is that? What what was what character? What type of person is that? Is that person going to be? Yeah. No. I, listen. I I agree with you. I just think that these teams have an idea of what they want because they're all copycats, and they True. all want young dudes that are offensive guys, like these quarterback coaches. Like I don't know. Maybe Press Taylor becomes a, a like a really good coach someday. But I, like, how do you know he can lead men? Well, like, you I mean, know, how do you know a linebacker coach can be your next head coach who, who's never had any, who's only been a position coach for what four or five years? Now he's your next head coach. 
Yeah, I, I mean, and then conversely, you know, a guy that I would look at would be from Kansas City. I like Eric Bieniemy, but I also like Dave Tobe. Like, give right. me, a, give me a, a special team. Like John Harbaugh was a special teams coach. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, I'm not a, like you. I'm just saying, you know, you you got to have a bit of an open mind and not just go. I want the offensive dude that's 34 years old. Yeah, you know, maybe the what? guy's good in, in terms, but. You know, you, you got to be open to the idea that you you can go get someone that is a little bit older, more experienced. I mean, Pete Carroll's a great story. Yeah. I mean, Pete Carroll's I, a great coach. I just hope that if you do take that chance on a new guy, you're willing to take the consequences that well, hey, I agree look, with you. you might yeah, not win right. a, a few games. you got to give him a couple makes years. makes no sense. It makes yeah, zero I sense. I mean, just, it just it I agree. absolutely blows my mind. One no, year? You gotta, you, no, you got you to – that, that's awful. Yeah. It's awful. No, it's not. It's not right now. Again, I mean, I, I'm not close to it. You're closer than I am. Being out, you live out there, but I, I don't get it. I, I don't think that's wise at all. But there are so many different. Like, I'll give you another guy that that is a hot candidate, and you tell me why. Is Adam Gaze? Like, like I know he's an offensive guy. <laughs> that's that's but it. What did you, he that's do it in right Miami? There. But that's that made it right you there. Think that he's some he's an offensive like, guru. Guy. He's an offensive guy. No, I know, look, I, I'm sure he's sharp, and we'll get into yeah. it. We got lots to get into. We got to break down games. We got college, the championship. Where the fellas? Right here on Fox. Well, welcome back, fellas. Lincoln Kennedy, Anthony Gargano. Coming live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, 15 minutes can save you 15% or more in car insurance. Visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. It's a big weekend upon us. Beginning with the Indianapolis Colts visiting the Houston Texans tonight in a game that we're going to get into. It's going to be a great one. Seattle visits the Cowboys. And then tomorrow, Phillip Rivers begins his probably final chase. You're not going to have a better road than this one against Baltimore. And then the Eagles go to Chicago and the Bears in that vaunted defense uh, on display to see if defense is the key, and defense is back. And it'll be interesting because we talked a lot about the job openings in the first hour, Lincoln, but if the Bears have some success, do you see defense coming back into vogue just a little bit? Well, I, I think it has to be. I think it would be wise. You look at Matt Patricia's hire in Detroit, um, and you know like guys well, that like that didn't really uh, work out much. Well, I mean, look, it's one season. Right. It's right. going to take a while. You know, you got you got to give it some time. I, mean, I like him too. I agree. Yeah. You're right. Um, but but guys like Vic Fangio, uh, Fangio from uh, the Bears defense uh, coordinator, uh, Great since, coordinator. Uh, since uh, what 2015, you know, he's going to be one of those hot commodities. Um and you look at various defensive guys around there, I, I think that you kind of have to maybe think about doing that. I mean, it, it's not so much there are people that I'm the best way to phrase this. There are people out there I would stay away from versus there would be I'd be more apt to look to new blood, but I'm staying away from certain guys. Does that make sense? I'm trying to I'm, I mean there yeah, when it comes sense. to if I was a general manager, there were guys that I wouldn't I wouldn't even want to hire. I, w- I wouldn't I wouldn't even I agree. go that route. I agree. I'll give you Let one guy. Me. I agree completely with you. I'll give you one guy though that you know he's a friend of the show, so I I gotta feel like uh, I you know I gotta feel I have a little vested interest here, and I'm rooting for him, and that of course is Matt Rule from Baylor, who is a hot commodity. 
Right. He, he's going to interview with the Jets, and mm-hmm. there's there are other guys talking a lot about that rule. And, you know, it would be interesting to see. He's a really sharp dude. He was spent some time in the NFL with the Giants under Tom Coughlin, then went to Temple, and then went to Baylor, had success. That Baylor program left for dead, turned a, a, in two seasons into a bowl victory. Right, That's impressive. Right. That is impressive. Another friend of the show I would give a chance to is Spags. I like Spags' defensive mind, Steve Spagnola. You know, I, I would, I would, I would, I would give him a, a chance to interview well, again. He he deserves. Like, I, I don't want to say it because it was Pollyanna, but it it, it it divorced myself how I feel about the man. The guy's a incredible coach. He won a Super Bowl. Like, you know, yeah. that's a guy. He had one chance, and I guess you know, I kind of had him in mind when I was talking about. You know, guys getting a second chance. So he had a chance. In, so he had a chance in St. Louis. So let me make the case. Now you tell me if this is fair or unfair. And be real. Like you know, I don't want to be like oh, I'm carrying water for like a buddy of mine, right? But the guy wins his Super Bowl with the Giants. I mean, literally on the on the heels of the defense beating. Not only did he beat the Patriots, who were unbeaten during that run. But yep. they they went to Tampa and won in Tampa. They went to Dallas and won in Dallas. Then they went to Green Bay in a snowstorm and beat Favre in a snowstorm. All right? So that road was one of the most incredible roads ever. Then he goes and he takes St. Louis, which the only mistake was taking St. Louis. <laughs> he, he goes to St. Louis with a, with a franchise – Ownership has an eye out on L.A., right? First, they have no talent. First year is the A.J. Feely is your starting quarterback. All right? No, right. All you got right. Steven Jackson. He drafts Sam Bradford. Sam Bradford has a hell of a rookie season, takes them to uh, the, 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 the precipice of a playoff spot. Now, again, they were sub-500, but they were fighting with Seattle for a playoff spot. They played the last game of the season. The winner wins the West. Then the next year, Bradford gets hurt. He loses three-fourths of his secondary and Steven Jackson, and he's fired. Now, is that a commitment? No. But, again, that's why I said he deserves a second chance. Right. And and Uh, if I'm I'm management, yeah. yeah. If I'm management, I'm listening to your conversation. I'm like, well, sure. I mean, if you're going to tell me that someone like Marvin Lewis can get in, and I'm just using, I'm nothing against, I don't have anything against Marvin. So for people to stop tweeting me or yeah. text me about Marvin, I have nothing against him. I'm just talking about we're in a performance-based business. And when you're a 500 coach over the, the, the course of your, your head coaching history, I, I don't know how you give the benefit of the doubt or you tip your hat. You say, hey, I want to bring that guy in because I want to talk to him. You know, conversely, like I said a moment ago, there are guys that that I would stay away from because I'm not sure where their loyalty lies. Like, for example, Josh McDaniels, regardless of his mind, everybody wants to jump on this Josh McDaniels. Do you not understand Josh McDaniels wants to stay in New England because he wants to be the head coach in New England? So why would I interview him? What do I think I'm going to be able to coax him away? Indianapolis had him, had him sign and agreed or had him agreed, and he backed out. This man does not want to leave New England. Leave him alone. Yeah. <laughs> Leave him alone. Go somewhere else. 
if there's guys like Adam Gaze and Dirk Cutter and those guys, let them let them rest for a year. Let them take a step back from a year. Let them evaluate for a year. Don't be so quick to jump on them. Oh, we got to get him. You know, Adam Gase is the next quarterback whisper. You Jackson, don't be in such a hurry. Let them relax. Yeah, now, like now, I know Eric Bieniemy has a lot of a lot of interviews, and he should. And that's a guy that is a perfect candidate, right? Because he's worked for a while now under Andy Reid, and Andy Reid is pumping him up. They're talking to people about how good he is, and everybody likes that coaching street. And look at look at Matt Nagy I mean, in, Matt uh, Nagy. in Chicago. Yeah, Nagy yeah. in Chicago, right? Yeah. And Peterson, exactly. Know? Yep. You know, that, I mean, that's that makes sense. You know, some of these names, though, I, I don't, I don't understand. Like some of these names, I, I don't get. Now, if you're Cleveland, do you stay with Greg Williams? I don't mind staying with Greg Williams because I, I like either. the way that the way the way they play. But I got to get an offensive mind back there. Well, yeah, so I mean, yeah. I, there, there was there, there well, were a you couple. Can work was, with Baker and, and yeah. I mean, a couple weeks ago there were there were reports where well, I think it was Bruce Arians that said he wouldn't mind being the offensive coordinator. Let now, Greg Williams. I have love the job. Bruce, so I, so I think I. you know I'd hire Bruce tomorrow to run my offense. No, I think it's interesting. <laughs> The now let me ask you a question. Um, as we kind of look at this, you know, coaching situation and where these guys are at, and you know, look at the league, is it interesting to you that the coaches remaining are all Parcells or Walsh disciples? Not surprised. I mean, because I think that you 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 over the last what last decade maybe you've had other. Um, sort of things try to take hold. What I mean by that is like the coaching tree from Belichick. You had people who have left Belichick and uh, tried to do tried to duplicate what New England did at other places and failed miserably. Well, I, I guess I guess what I'm saying to you does it does it tell you anything about I don't know does it tell you anything about getting guys from college because the, you know the college guys which college guys have had great success. The college guys, it's a different world, though. See, that's my thing about college. It's a different world. Nick mm-hmm. Saban, the, the Harbaugh and the world, you know, the, they're they're better suited. The Urban Meyer, they're better, and I know Urban's retired, but they're better suited for college. That well, control. Jim, Jim's, Jim went to a Super Bowl, so Jim's had. To I, yeah, that. I just, I still don't, th- I don't think that. And he, to me, Jim's, Jim's not even a hot, hot commodity because he couldn't win on the big stage. You couldn't win wow. in Michigan. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you see what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I love Jim. Yeah, you don't agree with? It. I know you like Jim Harbaugh. I, my my thing is this: is I'm I'm still I'm still still trying to figure out I what like is what is a big thing. I'm not 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 the family or the, I, I know what John has done with Baltimore. I'm impressed with it, but I'm talking about Jim on the biggest stage. Jack. You haven't won. <laughs> Go back Jack to that. <laughs> you know, I, I'm 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 st- I'm trying to understand what you've done on the big stage, the premier stage. It's not like you can't get recruits at Michigan. It's not like you don't have the top notch facilities. It's not, but you haven't beaten anybody, anybody worth a damn in your tenure there. No, you took you know, no. University of San Diego, m- put them on that. You did wonders for Stanford. You did even great time in San Francisco when you were there. You you had you you had a tremendous run while you were there. But now you go to Michigan and you fail. That says something to me about your your coaching prowess. I mean, I'm just I'm 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 there. I'm not I'm not sold. If you come back to the NFL, anything's going to be different because he, he's he's a control freak. Yeah, I, yeah, okay. 
I don't think it's a two. I don't think that's a big negative for me though. Well, I know. I know. If I'm, in all honesty, if I'm John Harbaugh, I'm out of Baltimore. I'm out. Mm-hmm. I'm going somewhere else. I'm tired right, of being treated up. like I, a stepchild. I, I got to ask you. There, there's there's so many different. There's so many great stories and, and great stuff that we're going to talk about. But I got to ask you about what's going on in Pittsburgh. And look, you were a guy that was a leader on your team. So you were a policymaker in that room. And I, I want you to address Antonio Brown. So if you are in that room and Antonio Brown pulls what he pulled, I want the uh, the Lincoln speech. All right? I, I, want, I, I need the Lincoln lawyer speech right there. We're the fellas, Lincoln Kennedy, Anthony Gargano. Right here on Fox Sports Radio. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network. I bet you're smart. Yeah, and you like to hold your own in the group chat. We can help you drop even more knowledge. My name is Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Izadi. We host a daily news podcast called Post Reports. Every weekday afternoon, Post Reports takes you inside an important and interesting story with the kind of reporting that you can only get from The Washington Post. You can listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. Go find it now and hit follow. From a hot air balloon landing on a car to a load of concrete falling on one, we've covered it. Talk to farmers. We know a thing or two because we've seen a thing or two. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by Farmers Truck Fire Insurance Exchanges and Affiliates. Products not available in every state. The fellas, Anthony Gargano, Lincoln Kennedy, coming to you live from the Fox Sports, Fox Sports Radio Studios. Uh, you know, I've been given the task of, of addressing the Antonio Brown situation. And it's funny that you asked me this because a, a Steelers fan had got the question to me earlier this year. I mean, earlier this week, um, how I handle it. Uh, and before I go in, let me just preface this. You know, I, the, the Steelers came to play Oakland, and I specifically watched Antonio Brown because I wanted to see his body language up close. 
I had seen it from afar and covering the game, but I wanted to see it up close. I wanted to see how the game, how he dealt with, because here's here's an instance where you're thinking a star receiver is just going to take off, and I think he was being covered mostly by Gary and Colony, uh, the Raiders' uh, first-round draft choice a couple years ago at Ohio State, uh, just see him try to take off. And the ball wasn't thrown his way a lot of times. And there were, there were times where he was open and he broke open and then went the other way, mainly to Juju Smith-Schuster. Uh, and and I just watched his body language. And there were times where you see you could see the frustration. I mean, I should have got the ball. Why didn't I do more when I got the ball? That type of thing. But I fast forward to what's happened in the la- in recent weeks. And I will say this. I've never been a fan of anyone who puts themselves in front of a team. Now, I'm all about you getting your money. I'm, I, I would never stand it, and even in the locker room, I never had, any, never came in between a guy and his contract negotiations or disputes or whatever. Get your money, get your money, get your money. But once that's settled, we're a part of a team. Uh, there have been several instances over the past couple of seasons that have rubbed me wrong when it comes to number 84, Antonio Brown. And if I was in the locker room and I had to address him, I would say, dude, just grow the bleep up. You got your money. You've got your Rolls Royce. You're on the cover of video games. You're in the, you're in commercials. I mean, you're doing everything. You're the star receiver. You're on your way to Ken. Let's just win. You don't get your catches. It's not the end of the world. You don't have an incentive laden contract to where well, if I don't get a hundred catches, I'm not getting my bonus. I can't feed my family. So don't give me that. You become purely selfish because you're not the focal point of every single game. And and. To me, what rubs me, what really rubs me wrong, is if you remember specifically last year when they were winning, he had that tirade on the sideline because he wasn't getting the ball. Oh yeah, no, he's an throwing a-hole. down the Gatorade and just just walking around like a spoiled child, you know, and and cussing out the auto, uh, the offensive coordinator and everybody else, and not you know, dude, I would tell him just grow the bleep up. What is what is wrong with you? What else do you need? What else do you want? I understand you want the ball, but sometimes it just doesn't work that way. No, I mean, and that's I'm, how I'm that's how you. I would address it. Now, I, I I think that I honestly think that Tomlin and the organization is tired of him because I think now, I I think that the organization wants to stand behind Tomlin, and Tomlin probably went in there and said, "Look, I need people who are going to be behind me, and not against me, if I'm going to be here." So we got to start looking to, to place number 84. Because now we've got somebody like Juju Smith-Schuster who's coming well, on. Now, he's I, no Antonio I Brown. to Ed Bouchette, who covers the Steelers mm-hmm. for the Pittsburgh, the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. And he had said that you know there's some belief that the thing started because Juju was uh, voted team MVP. I, I don't doubt that. The whole thing started because it was Smith Schuster who was the team. The team voted for their team MVP, and it wasn't him. And he threw a hissy fit. Now it's not. It's not the fact that. And I'm, don't get me wrong. Smith Schuster is is not Antonio Brown, and Antonio Brown's not Smith. The two different, but very good players. It's just that I cannot get behind anyone else who puts their own agenda in front of the team. Well, no. I, I mean, again, and, and this dude, he's done it numerous times. I mean, listen, I love Agreed. the guy. The guy's got a great town. He's competitor and all. And, you know, like, I want you to want the ball. But, my Lord, just stop being such an a-hole. I mean, yep. that's the bottom line. You know, like, 
You know, the whole thing, he's always in the middle. He creates this ridiculous drama, whether it's coming to training camp and, you know, ridiculous thing, and he's talking about people, and he's not talking to this person. I mean, just stop. And by the way, if my man threw a football at me, I buried that cockroach. (laughs) Okay, I'm reloaded. (laughs) Yeah. Like, are you serious, dude? Like, if I'm Ben, I get that ball, especially when I got Ben's arm, I throw it right through his chest. <laughs> oh, sorry, it went right through you. On the other side. All yeah. right, look at those. Look at those. Oh, that's where your heart is. <laughs> I but that's why I would it. handle it, cuz. That's how I would do it. No, you're right. No, and you're, 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 you're right on. All right, so let's get to the good stories that we have on uh, Wild Card Weekend, because there are many good stories, interesting stories. Let's start off with each game, and let's go through Houston and uh, Indianapolis. And we started the show talking about Andrew Luck, but let's get dive deeper into him, because, you know, Frank Reich has done a great job, uh, really, really great job over there. And, you know, he he's they've learned how to – kind of resuscitate Lux Lux greatness, like Lux right. effectiveness. Right. You know, he looks like closer to the quarterback that we thought he would be coming out of Stanford. Yeah, and and in the, when you look at this game, I love the matchup because I think the Colts really do match up with the, the Texans really well. Um I love the balance of their offense, uh the Colts offense. And you know, you have all the intangibles, especially when you talk about hot teams Coming into the playoffs, you know, look how the Colts sort of just came out of nowhere. They knocked off, you know, uh, Tennessee last week to put themselves in this position. So they've got all the momentum. But I still want to side with the home team and Deshaun Watson because I've been impressed with his poise and his play. Even when the play has not been called for him to 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 have to shine or stand out, he finds a way to get it done. And I, I, I like I like the fact that I like the momentum and the energy that I feel that Houston's probably going to play at home with this playoff game, and that's why I side with the Colts. Yeah. Yeah. I, it's a close I game. Yeah, I, I'm with you. I'm with you. But he's such a – he's such a – just a great story now, coming back finally off the back, all those right. injuries. You know, you talk about one of the great players. He could have been one of the great quarterbacks of all time. Yeah. I mean, look, I think that when you're talking about Deshaun and, of course, the the injury that took him out last year, he was part of the MVP conversation until he went down. Yeah, I was talking about Andrew. But but Deshaun, you know how I love him. To me, he's he's Randall with a football brain. 2.0. Yeah, I mean, he's taught. He knows how to play the position. Like, he wants to learn how – it's funny when Randall Cunningham and people don't remember him. It's he's now uh, a couple generations ago, but he was exactly like Deshaun Watson, six foot four. Deshaun six three, uh, same release, kind of a longer release, but a just throw lasers, and he has that gallop, that yeah. loping stride, right? Yep, and he, I mean Randall was an amazing quarterback, and you saw that one year we had Minnesota, which was great, but he could have been so much better, so much better. He had no coaching, like zero coaching, and it's a shame because he was not one of these. I I love football. I want to dissect X's and O's, 
but it, it was also kind of the the rudimentary days, the dark days of quarterbacking, right? right. Where you know it was the, all about the coach and the the quarterback. You know, really, you weren't there. There was no Peyton Manning dissecting or decoding defenses like you, you have now. And well, yeah, so Deshaun you, Watson you, is 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 that guy who's who understands how to play football and quarterback. Well, and I agree with you. I think that the difference in generations, you know, having played back in that generation or on the end of his generation, you know, there were a lot of things technology wise that weren't available to the people that are now. I mean, a guy like LeBron James, who's a total student of the game, has the benefit of being able to go back and watch film on Bird and Magic and Jordan yeah, and everything yeah. else. You know, a quarterback like Deshaun Watson, who has a game that's considerably complementary to someone like Randall Cunningham, has the benefit of going back and watching an end zone copy rather than an all 22. Because when we first started filming, they didn't have end zone copies. They didn't have the way that you could just break down. And so you could also, you could take a quarterback's eyes through t- technology today through the proper progression on how to read a defense, starting from the safety. From a quarterback standpoint, you have that technology. You have that ability to grow in a student of the game. And even though development or to being developed is not a, 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 a is not doesn't happen a lot on the National Football League schedule uh, in, in today's National Football League, you do have the ability in college when you have the time to say, hey, let's take a look at the end zone angle. Let's take a look at the quarterback's copy, and let's let's dissect this. As a young freshman, you can learn how to read defenses. You can learn how to go through a progression. When this safety comes down here and this guy rolls over, what is this coverage? Oh, it's three sky. Being able to break down things like that. Now, where do you go with the ball with a two-round, two-round, uh, two-man route combination? You want to go to the out man. Being able to do that and learn and groom yourself prepares you for the National Football League, and that's why you know I've been one of these guys that have told quarterbacks especially stay in college as much as you possibly can yeah somebody like drew Locke coming out of missouri is going to have an advantage as far as understanding defenses no you're right you're right on more than Dwayne haskins coming out of ohio state you see what i'm saying these are things like that that and so development happens on a collegiate level especially for quarterback quarterback way more that translates better in me and being a more productive pro all right, yeah, I agree. I, I'm right there with you, brother. All right, uh, Fig, do us a favor because hit us with some trending, and then we have our man Baldy coming in to break it down. Oh, yeah, love Baldy for sure. Talk some playoff football. Look forward to it. Speaking of playoff football, got a couple of games coming up on Saturday. Some injury news to report. Some receivers for both the Colts and the Texans. Texans, or I should say, I'll start with the Colts. Dontrell Emmon, their receiver, who's been really uh, key for them down the stretch. He's actually going to play. He was listed as questionable with shoulder and finger injuries. He's going to play. And Texans rookie Kiki Kuti is actually going to play as well. He's missed the past five games with a hamstring injury. He had 11 catches for 109 yards and a touchdown in the September matchup against Indianapolis. So he'll be a big weapon for them, especially not having Demarius Thomas in the lineup. Good call. Excuse me. Online car shopping can be confusing. Not anymore with True Price from True Car. Now you can know the exact price you'll pay for your next car. So visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Some scores from the NBA on Friday night. The Knicks beat the Lakers in LA 119 to 112. Lakers dropped to 1-4 without LeBron James, who is out for at least another week with that growing injury. Thunder get 37 points from Paul George. They defeat the Blazers 111-109. to Bucks with a 
144-112, demolishing of the Hawks. 27-10 is now the Bucks' record as they have the best record in the NBA. Celtics and T-Wolves with victories as well. Indiana Pacers notch a 119-116 victory over the Bulls in overtime as Victor Oladipo had 36 points and hit the game-winning jump shot. We get back to the fellas in 10 seconds, but first a word from Farmers. From a hot air balloon landing on a car to a load of concrete falling on one, we've covered it. Talk to farmers. We know a thing or two because we've seen a thing or two. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by Farmers Truck Fire Insurance Exchanges and Affiliates. Products not available in every state. Back to Anthony and Lincoln. Well, I thank you, Fig. We're the fellas coming live from the Geico. Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes can save you 15% more on car insurance. Visit geico.com for a free rate quote. And joining us right now, he's the man. We love him. Breaking it down on Wild Card Weekend from the NFL Network, the one, the only, Baldy. What do you say, brother? Happy Wild Happy Card New Weekend. Year, Happy New Year to you guys, man. Hey, Baldy, what's happening, man? Happy New Year to you. you, you where, where are you heading? I'm, I'm uh, doing stuff at NBC on Sunday night. and going to be watching the games right here at home today. Oh, nice. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. That is fantastic. You're going to be breaking down NBC stuff Sunday? Uh, I'll be in, uh, <clears throat> I'm not going to be on air, but I'm going to be doing some post-game analysis and stuff um, that- up in New York. So, yeah, they're bringing me up there for that. So it should be, uh, it should be a good time. We'll be taking a look at that, you know, at the Eagles game, specifically the Eagles game. They're going to go right into the show after that. So it should be pretty good. Oh, that's awesome. That is very, very cool. All right, now let's go four games breakdown Baldy Breakdown. You can follow Baldy uh, on Instagram. Make sure on Twitter, at BaldyNFL, and you can see all these incredible breakdowns that he does. Let's start off with Texans and Colts. How do you see this one playing out? Well, there's a rematch of uh, Week 14 that the uh, the Colts won. Uh, they went down to, and they snapped uh, the Texans' nine-game win streak when they did, and it was pretty masterful. I mean, Andrew Luck was unbelievable. I mean, he was hitting moving belt buckles all afternoon and really didn't do much in the first quarter and a half, and then they hit a long bomb to T.Y. Hilton. And once they did, a 60-yard bomb to him. Once that happened, they kind of opened up the floodgates. Some RPOs came in. Uh, Andrew Luck scrambled some, threw a couple touchdown passes. The offensive line just neutralized J.J. Watt and Genevieve Clowney and the boys. So, I mean, they, they went down there. You could tell it was loud. They were doing all silent counts the whole time. And then defensively, quietly, I mean, people don't know who a lot of these guys are. They, they know who Darius Leonard is now. But they don't really know, you know, Jabal Sheard and Marcus Hunt and some of these guys up front. They're playing outstanding football right now uh, defensively. They shut the Cowboys out a couple weeks ago. Uh, I, I really like the way the Colts are playing. But I also have a great deal of faith in Deshaun Watson and – what Bill O'Brien could do the second time around. And I just feel like the second time around, they'll, they'll figure some things out. I don't know how healthy T.Y. Hilton is right now. I know he's got a bad ankle. That may uh, affect things quite a bit because he's just a slippery, slithery guy out there. Well, what do you think about the, the Eagles and the, and, the, and the Bears? I don't know what to think. I mean, I like both <laughs> teams so much, Lincoln. I mean, I, honestly, I've been people, I've been going back and forth. I've, I've done a bunch of Bear games. I, did. I saw the Eagles last week against the, the, the Redskins JV. 
And I've seen what Nick Foles is doing, and I've seen the way that team is playing. I think they're actually playing better football now than they did last year at this time. And really? they just look like, well, I mean, they're completely healthy right now. I mean, Avante Maddox has fixed the left cornerback spot. I mean, the kid's been playing outstanding football. Sproles is healthy. He wasn't healthy all year until the last three weeks. Uh, Foles is playing as well as he did last year at this time, and he beat 25 straight passes last week. Um, and then if you look at the defensive line right now, it's the first time all year that they're completely healthy up front. And they're playing really well. I mean, Michael Bennett and, you know, Graham and Fletcher and Haloti and the whole group is playing really, really good. But I also love Chicago. And it's going to be, it's going to be a dirt, a painted dirt track out there. And it's going to be a slow track and, all these people think the Eagle fans, the Bear fans have bought the tickets. They're, it's going to be a Bears home game. It's going to be a rowdy scene. They haven't had a playoff game there in, I don't know, eight years or something. It's. <clears throat> I think the Bears are going to find a way to win this game. They, they've got a lot of weapons. And defensively, they're, I mean, their whole key to their season this year is the way that they take the ball away. And it's yeah. they lead the league in interceptions and forced fumbles, all these things. And I think it's going to come into play. Yeah, and yeah, and look, and you know that defense is special. It's going to be interesting with Foles because he—I mean, he was sensational, obviously, last year. But he, that run came at home. This is uh, this is a big test on the road against that kind of defense. If he does, I was saying, if he does it again, uh, he beats his bear team. Uh, all right, he walks on water. Yeah, pretty much. And he probably writes his own check, you know, in the off season to go, you know, pick a team, the Giants or, yeah. you know, Tampa or Jacksonville. I mean, he probably writes his own ticket for the second time around. But, yeah, I agree with you. I mean, if he finds a way to go into Chicago and win, um, he won't need a plane to come home. He'll just be Superman coming back. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> All right, let's, uh, let's uh, turn our attention to Seahawks and Cowboys. What do you think about this one? Well, it, um, you know, they went up there in week three, and Seattle won the game. I mean, it was a long time ago. But, you know, as the way the season played out, Zeke won the rushing title, yet Seattle ran for more yards than anybody else in the league this year. And they do it with three different backs, although I think Chris Carson is the best back. And I just think Russell Wilson just keeps getting better and better. And as good as the Cowboys' defense has been, and they've been outstanding, Russell Wilson is just the ultimate playmaker, and he's the ultimate gamer. And I think he's going to be the difference in this game. I think you can run the ball, and I think both teams will find a way to be pretty effective because that's what they do. And that's been their – that's how they set the table this year. But I think Russell Wilson is just a difference maker in this game and his ability to avoid DeMarcus Lawrence and Randy Gregory and the guys up front and keep his eyes down the field to Tyler Lockett, Doug Baldwin Jr., and the rest of the game right now. All right, uh, the the game I I think is a fascinating one, and I, I it's a it's a tough one because I like both teams. I love the story of the Ravens and Lamar Jackson, and I, I think Philip Rivers is owed one. So when you look at this game, Baldy, the fact that they just played and the Chargers defense saw that Raven offense, it's got to be advantage Chargers, right? No, I don't think so. I mean, I think Baltimore's just so much better than the Chargers in the trenches, and that's where this game is, is going to be won now. 
Lamar Jackson could, you know, completely. I guess he could completely fall apart. I don't think it's going to happen. He's just played seven great games in a row. He just ran for 300 yards against Cleveland. You know, I mean, just and Greg Williams a good coordinator. He had six games to get ready and watch what they do, and they just gashed him. Um, I know the Chargers second time around. I'm sure, Gus Bradley will have something a little bit different. I think, though, the difference though is, I think Ravens have the best trio of cornerbacks in all of football. If you want to throw a fourth one in there, Tavon Young, I think they have the best four cornerbacks in football. When you look at Brandon Carr and Jimmy Smith, and Marlon Humphrey, and the Tavon Young, it, it, and their front is just so much better than the Chargers' offensive line. And the Chargers' offensive line was horrible in that game two weeks ago. I mean, they had penalties. They had offsides. Physically, they got whipped up front. And that's why Phillip Rivers had his worst game of the season. And I mm. just don't think that's going to change. Hmm. Wow. Okay, well, summarize it. Give us your four picks of the weekend, of the today's games, the weekend's games. Well, what's your four, Lincoln? I haven't heard you say what you're, what you're going to do. <laughs> you're, you're, I'm not we to show right now. <laughs> <laughs> you know, hey, look, I, I think uh, I like Bears, Chargers, Texans, and Seahawks. Okay. So you like a lot of the road teams, huh? Yeah. Yeah, I like a lot of the – oh, you know what? I just – I think the Chargers, like Cuz said, I think they're due. I think they, they respond from what they did a couple weeks ago against this Ravens team. And okay. and I, I think I think Raven I mean I think I think the Chargers just do and I think the Seahawks are better than the Cowboys, uh, especially think, in, this, in a ground ground out game. I think this Ravens team is scary good. I mean, it's same it's the same formula that took the Forty ers and Colin Kaepernick you know to a Super Bowl and within five yards of winning. Good point against the Baltimore. I mean, Greg Roman is in Baltimore. He's the architect of this whole rushing attack. It keeps changing. They've got all of the weapons they need. Right now, I just think, I mean, I love Joey, I love the Chargers story. I mean, they've been really good, and they just don't give these awards, you know, to Phillip Rivers. they, they got to go earn it. I think he's going to have a hard, sure. hard day. I, I, I do like the Ravens in that game. I like the Bears. I like the, I like the Texans to win, although I love the Colts story. And I think, I think Seattle's a better football team than Dallas. So that's, that'd be my four. Here you yeah. Go. Yeah. I could, I could, I could completely see that. The, 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 the the whole thing with the Ravens, and if the Ravens have success and make a run, do teams start going back to defensive coaches? Do, do teams finally get – maybe I'm not saying it, it'll be – they'll outdo or outnumber offensive guys because they're always in vogue, but you think more defensive guys will get a shot? Well, I think the whole thing is – I think the whole conversation is silly. I mean, either the guy can stand up in front of a room of 53 men and lead them, or he can't. Now, the scheme is important. I'm not going to deny. But, I mean, if you, if you look at Matt Nagy and just say Sean McVay, two guys that people seem to be in love with, and, and for good reason. I mean, you just have to be around those guys for five minutes, and you go, they could, you know, they could turn on a light bulb or two. I mean, there's right. just bright, smart, aggressive you know, people that you want to be around, you know, and when they speak, you listen. I mean, it just, so, like, for example, like, you consider Matt Rule a defensive guy, because I, I think Matt Rule's ready to go, and I think he's going to get serious consideration here. He's not being, he's not being named out there in the front lines yet, but these people don't really understand until they meet these people what they're like. 
Yeah, yeah. So, but, I mean, Matt would be considered a defensive guy, yet he doesn't call plays offense or defense. He's a leader, and he's a builder. Right, right. So, you know, and he's a college guy and all that kind of stuff. But, you know, there's not a whole lot of difference if Matt Rule stood up in front of a room and started talking to players or Matt Nagy stood up in front of him. I mean, yeah. you're going to listen to that guy. Yeah, that's a great point. Baldy, uh, awesome stuff. Uh, we'll look for you tomorrow night, NBC, for the yep. uh, after Eagles-Bears. Yep. Great stuff, brother. You're the man. All right. Thanks, guys. Enjoy Take the care, game Brian. today, tonight, and tomorrow. Talk to you guys next week. You bet. All right, brother. Here he is, the best of Baldy. We'll come back and uh, we'll continue the breakdown, looking at all the storylines. We like the plot lines. Uh, from this weekend, and then uh, we got to we got to look at our college game too because national championship Monday night. I don't want to lose that. We're the fellas, Lincoln Kennedy, Anthony Gargano, right here on Fox Sports Radio. From a dog accidentally flooding a living room to a dog taking a joyride, we've covered it. Talk to farmers. We know a thing or two because we've seen a thing or two. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by Farmers Truck Fire Insurance Exchange Center affiliates. Products not available in every state. Fellas, Lincoln Kennedy, Anthony Gargano. Great to talk to uh, our man Baldy, breaking it down. So let me ask you, Link, as uh-huh. you, because uh, it's interesting, just focus in uh, Seattle, Dallas for a second. You, you said, because uh, I agree with you, Seattle's a better team. And and I and I would I would agree. It, it's going to be interesting though. It, it, the Cowboys are are due to win a playoff game, man. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, look, uh, we know that Seattle's a different monster when they're at home as opposed to on the road. Yeah. Um, but in but I think one of the things I will give the credit Cowboys for. I mean, the, the Cowboys credit for was last week's game against the Giants. There was nothing. There was no reason that you know any of their starters had to play. They weren't going to gain anything. But they went out and they put a game plan together for Dak to try to excel or showcase his abilities, to go through his progressions, to make plays. And I think that boosts his confidence slightly a, a bit heading into yeah. this playoff game. I still think they're a run-first-oriented run team. Sure. But ever since the acquisition of Amari Cooper, there's nothing spectacular stand out about the way they, they, they design plays. Or the way they they mm-hmm. incorporated Amari into their offense, he's just a, a good route runner. He'll you know pick apart one on one coverage. He does a lot for you in the outside, and they also have other players that will come into view. But they're a run first team. We know that. I just think that Seattle's um, defensive ability to rush with their four and the offensive line problems that the Cowboys have had, I think, are going to create some problems with them. I think they can stand well against Seattle. Both teams can stand well against run. I think it's just the Cowboys are going to wear down first. Seattle, with their, with their, you know, multiple pack backs are going to threaten them, as well as their ability with their receivers to really stretch the defense. I think I give Seattle the slight edge. I, I, I think you make perfect sense. Uh, you know, I mean, I kind of, I agree really to the T. You know, I, look, I like the Cowboy defense a lot. Yeah. But I think Russell Wilson negates it. Russell Wilson is such an underrated player. I mean, I, I know that these are, there are quarterbacks out there that look pretty and, and they throw beautiful, th- you know, these little pillows that drop from the sky into buckets. But boy, man, 
all Russell Wilson does is just win games. Yeah. He just wins games, man. He's I so concur. underrated. He's you know, it's funny. He's underappreciated and he's underrated. He he just is. Well, I wouldn't necessarily think he's underrated. I think that he doesn't might he might not get as much attention and deservingly so when you talk about the other quarterbacks who do get the attention. I mean, it's hard to not look at Drew Brees or Patrick Mahomes or, you know, uh, no, I, I get it. Phillip I, Rivers and these other guys and sit there and say, Oh, well, you know, they're they're nothing. But I, I, I think that what he's able to do improvise in the in the, in the terms yeah, like of this people offense. People bend over for golf and, and I Oh yeah, know, well. All right. Like, you know, I think that that is to sort of taking its moment and, and lost in the passing moment now too. I don't think people are, are as enamored by golf and the Rams as the way they were early in the season. Yeah, yeah. Well, they're an interesting team too that we got to get to uh, and talk about. All right, where the fellas slots to do another big hour college playoff next. Welcome back, fellas. Look at Kennedy Anthony Gargano coming live from the Geico. Fox Sports Radio Studios, 15 minutes can save you 15% more in car insurance. Visit Geico.com for a free rate quote, big link. Uh-huh. Coming up later this hour. Are you ready for the uh, all-time playoff draft? Oh. No, <laughs> Little heads up for you. I see. Thank you. At the all-time bottom playoff of the what? hour, we're going we're to begin... The all-time playoff draft. Football playoffs? And so this is the who we would take. Okay. All right. Now, here's the deal. Now, it'll be you, myself, the Fig. Fig, are you ready for this? A Georgia freshman quarterback. I'm sure he's ready. Fig, you're working. Yeah, Fig, he's working. Vinny. You were you ready for this draft? I'm down. I'm down to crown. Right. Let's do it. All right. <laughs> and I was saying. I apologize there. I threw uh Yeah, I was recording something there. Sorry <laughs> about that, guys. Way, way to go. No, no, way to go. No, it's my fault. What did I miss, Hand? You. <laughs> I already knew that you were that you do this so that you had stuff to record. So Figgy, we are doing a, the all time we're doing a playoff draft. Okay. So what that entails is this, gentlemen. We will allow. We have to. We have to fulfill a team. Each of us will have a team that consists of a quarterback, a running back, a wide receiver, an offensive wild card. Could be another running back, wide receiver, tight end, lineman, you name it. And then three defensive players and a coach. All right. There's eight slots that we're going to fill. And whoever, and it's, and it's like going, the, the aim is it's the playoffs. Who's your greatest playoff performers that you would draft? So you'd have the coach in there. You draft the coach as well. You draft the defensive guys. You draft the quarterback. The whole thing. Are you guys ready for that? I like it. A, a, a playoffs. Yeah, yeah, sure. All right. Mm-hmm. So that's coming up bottom of the hour. Is this current or is this throughout no, history? all time. Oh, this will be fun. All time. I like this. Because it's like, you know, who's who's got the playoff mojo? Like, you're, you're building Team Vinny. You got to come up with your squad. You think are the, are the truest of the, the winners. 
I like it. I'm down. Right. I'm in. I'm in. This will be fun. All right, good. Because uh, you got to draft a, court, a coach, a quarterback, a running back, a wide receiver, an mm. offensive wild card, three defensive players. I toyed with adding yet another wild card, mm-hmm. but, uh, but uh, that's a little too much. And you know, I often go overboard, Lincoln. Yes, yes, I do. I do know. Just I, dealing with you, I know. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like like less is always more. Like <laughs> yeah, it's a lesson that I have. It's a lesson I have yet to learn <laughs> throughout all these years mm-hmm. on the earth. For instance, like so, I'm, I'm doing this uh, film project. So <laughs> my outline is basically the size of the script. <laughs> Get out of here! Really. It's now ballooned to like eighty pages. <laughs> oh, but that's it's so Anthony. It, it's it's great because I don't I like as soon as it gets uh, greenlit, I'll I'll be able to finish the script in a week. <laughs> Certainly, <laughs> because it's already just about done. Uh, but yeah, it's so it's uh, an overboard type of deal. You know, deliver more, man. That's how I look at it. Like the more I, you I deliver, you know, over deliver. Right, over promise, over deliver. Uh-huh. Right, so you know, <laughs> so that's that's that. All right, uh, like let's look at uh, Monday night because we talk a lot about the NFL and what's going to happen Wild Card Weekend. But Monday night is the national championship. Yep, yep, yep. It is uh, a rematch of sorts, right? Like you saw <laughs> two years ago, Clemson and Alabama. Clemson beat Alabama last year in the uh, semifinal. You saw Alabama beat Clemson. And then go on to beat Georgia. So I, I'm curious. You know, first let's just look at it uh, at first blush. Where where are you looking at? Well, I mean, look, this is like a, the Rocky series. And I mean, how many times is it Clemson, Alabama four? Who gets it? I mean, it's just uh, wow. Uh, you are really down. I'm down because I'm tired of seeing the same down, old same old. <laughs> you know, just it, it, look. I, I I think that. Alabama has 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 proven themselves. Clemson, both teams have proven themselves. Fourteen and zero against fourteen and zero. Come on, man! But it's the same. Doesn't excite you? It's the same too. Ah, We've seen this the last four years. Come on, it's the same too. Nah, two different quarterbacks. Two uh, battle the freshman quarterbacks. Well, look, two is a sophomore. Well, yeah. I mean, for what it's worth, it's. They're great stories. There's all different ways that you can go. You can talk about Clemson's front seven and, you know, Alabama's offense and, you know, the the, the young quarterbacks on both sides I of the mean, ball. These two quarterbacks have combined to throw 68 touchdown passes mm. and, and eight interceptions. I guess I'm disinterested because I wanted to see more parity in the game. That's all. Wow. Are you really? How could you be disinterested in this game? It's right. Because it's Clemson and Alabama. Disinterested? Like, I can't wait for this game. Well, you're an Alabama you're disinterested? Fan. I'm going to watch the game because it's football. I watch football. I do think, I will say this, for what it's worth, I think Trevor Lawrence has got a very promising future. Now, I don't know how long he's going to stay in school, but I do predict that when he it's time for him to come out, he will be projected as the number one draft choice, overall draft choice. 
Tua is a great story as well. I mean, his the fact that he's been able to play through as many injuries and they're committed to getting him better, it's going to be a great platform. It'll be a great setting. I'll be out there in Santa Clara on the 49ers field to see what he can do because I, I, I love the fact – I love his story more than anything. The fact that, you know, he's naturally right-handed, but he, throw, he throws left-handed, you know, due to his father and stuff like that. There's a lot of things about Wait, Tua, the story. Wait, you're going to this game? No. No, no. No plans to go. All right. Be watching it from home. But I, I, I don't understand your ambivalence because, because it's two teams that you've seen before. Like, who cares? Yeah, look, look. The third time in the last four years, it's for national championship. I mean, what's the difference? Kind of boring. Like, like, like you've seen, you know, the Ohio State. Like you've seen that. Like you need to see Ohio State again. No, it's not. USC. You just USC. You want, I want more parity. I want to be the the thing is I want more national competition. Like I said earlier in the show, what stuns me is that how these two programs could be so far ahead of everyone else. I'm not taking anything away from them. They are both good programs, but they're so far ahead of anyone else. The playoff wasn't even competitive. I mean, it really wasn't. It, it, well, I it, it mean, looked, I think it's a product having four teams and not eight or ten. Well, I mean, that might very well be so, and I'm, I'm a little jaded on that as well. But I just want to see more competition, more parity. I want to see more variety. I don't want to see the same two teams over and over and over again. I mean, coming into this season, watching Alabama play the way they did, it was just a foregone conclusion they're going to be in the national championship. Who's going to stop? I know. I mean, well, you, you kind of bemoaned that fact all year. <laughs> so, I mean, it's it's almost like if you know the well, ending of a movie, watch it away. <laughs> I got, I got to bust your stones, man. I got, I, I mean, I, I deserve know. it. I mean, look, I, you know, I get it. I get it every day. You, when sound, like, you anti- sound like a man whose squad lost in the Rose Bowl. The Rose Bowl didn't mean anything. Oh, this is even before the Rose Bowl. I've been talking about this all year. No, I know you. One has, yeah, one has nothing to do with the other. My thing is this. Yeah, my thing is this is that you know how I feel about the same two. You, I've said this all along. I believe in college sports. I love the thing I love about college sports is that there's parity. Usually, there's competition. When we turn on the tournament, you know, we can sit here say right now that it's probably going to be a foregone conclusion that what who's Duke's going to be in a national championship. I I mean, Uh, honestly, I I wouldn't. I wouldn't say that. I mean, I, I wouldn't. They're obviously a great team, but I I don't think there's any locks in right now. Okay, all right. So my and and so that I'm that leads buffalo. to my thing is this is that leads to a little bit intrigue. So you can cheer for a Buffalo, you can cheer for uh, um, I don't know whomever. I really haven't opened up the college basketball ranks yet, but you can cheer for someone else other than the traditional blue bloods, and that gives you some sort of something to look forward to. To follow, yeah, I, I, and know. that's what the part about the tournament when you have it, especially with the national I, I, I football. Mean, I mean, it's, I mean, it's college football playoff. Like this is like the championship game. Roll down tide. I mean, it is the championship game, and I understand that. I said, but I, but I lost a little bit of the the zip towards it when I've seen Clemson, Alabama four. It's like going to see a Rocky movie. Okay, Rocky's going to take on somebody. They're going to battle it out. There's going to be a little. There's going to be a little bit of a. Uh, uh, a little bit of you know <laughs> adversity, but uh, Rocky's going to come out in the end. He's going to find a way to win. Uh, All right, ooh. unless he does. And then he talks talks about world dominance. You know, 
Clemson wins this game, it just sets up for next year. They got to meet five. It's a rubber match. <laughs> Let's play best of seven. Exactly. <laughs> I, I don't cool. mind it. I like. I I don't know. I don't mind it at all. Like I I think it's kind of cool. Like well, I don't know if I'm alone. Let's ask the rest of the guys. Let's 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 talk to the other guys. Maybe we do it on the other side. Get get Iowa Sam and Vinny and, and Figgy in on this. See yeah, what they think. Yeah, maybe no, no, maybe no, I mean I don't know. Maybe I'm alone on this. I just I, I'm a little I'm a little I'm a little salty. All right, on it. Yeah, it's all right. You got it, Rock. You got it. <laughs> Go for it, Rock. Go yeah, for bum. it. Yeah, bum. <laughs> Never be nothing. Yeah, bum. <laughs> You're a bum. <laughs> but was it a boy? <laughs> I, like that stinky Godfather's on. Yeah, all I know. The time. It is. I saw it the and other I, day, and I, I I just don't stop watching it. But you was it a boy? <laughs> Michael <With> Corleone. The, <laughs> the Godfather 2, I find, like, I'm watching way more 2 than 1 recently. You know what I did? It's funny that you brought it up before we go to break. I, Godfather 2 was on the other day, and I was blasting the sound in my house because I wanted to hear all the dialogue. Now, I've seen a movie... <laughs> countless yes. times right but what what i what i lost through just years and 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 just watching it and just knowing how it's going to go and everything else was the dialogue the names because you know they the the, the story ran throughout the movie they, they told a great story exactly yes. you had to know the names you know and, and you know uh all these other these these names that come across in the dialogue i heard the dialogue i turned it up so i could hear all the dialogue and then oh, turned it cool. down for the action scene so i could you know follow it's cool Senator, you can have my answer now. <laughs> Nothing. Not even the fee for the gaming license, which I expect you to put up from your own pocket. <laughs> the there it is. Michael Corleon, thank you for your generosity. All right, uh, we're the fellas. We we'll go all day on this. <laughs> all day. It's terrible. It's all day. Uh, college football playoff. Maybe I'll try to get Link into it. And uh, the great playoff draft is coming up shortly. Don't go anywhere. Fellas on Fox. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. 
NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes, Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network. Finding the right news podcast can feel like dating. It seems promising until you start listening. When you hit play on Post Reports, you'll get fascinating conversations and sometimes a little fun, too. I'm Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Azadi. Martine and I are the hosts of Post Reports. The show comes out every weekday from The Washington Post. You can follow and listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. It'll be a match, I promise. From a car landing on a roof to a car landing in a pool, we've covered it. Talk to farmers. We know a thing or two because we've seen a thing or two. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by Farmers Truck Fire Insurance, Exchanges, and Affiliates. Products not available in every state. What does it mean when Geico says 15 minutes could save you 15% of car insurance? It means you probably should go to Geico.com 15 minutes ago. We are the fellas. Lincoln Kennedy, Anthony Gargano, as we kick off Wild Card Weekend leading up to the National Championship game. Now, in the previous segment, you know, Anthony had asked me about the National Championship, my feelings on it, and I was a little bit lukewarm. I'm, I'm not too, you know, too excited about Alabama Clemson 4. Uh, last couple of years, they've been playing for a national championship wow. with last year aside, and so I'm just, nah, it just doesn't do it for me. So um, I, I'm a little lukewarm, but I, I didn't want to, I didn't know if I was alone. No, I, I trust me, I. Grown ass man, I can stand on my own two feet. I don't need anybody's support, but <laughs> just like Not to really. see if, if anyone shares the same opinion. So I want to, I want to turn attention first uh, to to Figgy, 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 busy man. I hope I didn't catch you at an opportunity. No, opportunity Link. time. No. We're good. What do you, what are you, what are your thoughts on the national championship game, and, and how do you feel about this thing? Um, this particular game, I'm very intrigued because I'm intrigued by the matchup of Trevor Lawrence against the secondary for Alabama, which is sort of vulnerable, and he's been amazing. But I know what you mean as far as fatigue. It's it's only similar to the NBA Finals in that you know it's been the same teams year after year and it's not going to be the Cavaliers and the Warriors again obviously this season um, but for the most part we kind of knew exactly how it was going to end. Uh, there's always been some intrigue between these two teams when they face off so that's why I'm a little bit more on Anthony's side on this because at least with the exception of last year's game the matchups have been very compelling. Um, we haven't seen over the course of you know maybe last decades or so where we've had this type of rivalry this late you know if as far as the championship chase. Even when the Lakers and Celtics had their rivalry back in the 80s, there was a year or two in between when they matched up against each other. I don't know if they did they ever face each other in back-to-back years? Maybe once they did. But there was always yeah, there was always, you know, the Pistons got in there or Houston got in there one year. You know, so it sounds so Link, if it was more like that, if somebody was able to sneak in for a year or two and maybe Clemson and Alabama played each other five out of nine years or something, but would that make it a little bit more palatable as opposed to them facing each other four years in a row without a doubt i just want to see a little bit of a little bit of change something different yeah i get that so 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 there you go figgy so iowa where where's your stance on this uh, I just I want to see a a good competitive game i am getting a little tired of seeing these two teams but they're the best i mean they are in their way there um i just i don't want to see what we've seen throughout the semifinals which is a lot of blowouts um Am I kind of pulling for Clemson a little bit? Because they are the slight, I guess, sort of like 
generally over the last couple of years the underdog. Yeah, I, I would like to see Clemson. But let, truth be told, these are both Southern teams with a lot of incredible athletic talent, and they're far and away the better team, the two best teams in the country. I would, in an ideal situation, love to see kind of two random teams playing for a national title. You know, like why? Make a, like, what's the matter? Because that, that to me is just interesting. Like, it's a storybook like, run. It's like see? seeing Butler. See Iowa play for national. No, I see like I want to see like Oregon State. You know, have a Cinderella run or something. I don't know, just something like that. Uh, I get kind of yeah. tired of seeing the same old, same old. But you know, I will watch the game. I'll be very interested, and I want to just see a competitive, entertaining game, and I want to see some points. Not too many. Not too little. Just right. Just right. Just find that porridge. It's just right. But, uh, Vinny, yeah. what, are you, what, what, are you, what are your thoughts, Vinny? You got, a, you got, a, you got an, uh, an, an opinion towards this? I, I do have an opinion towards it. Uh, my interest in college football has waned since the Penn State, sca- Penn State scandal. Wow. wow really? um, just because I grew up a Penn State fan, mm-hmm. and that just turned me off. Not wow. completely. Like I still follow. I still pay attention. And I still love the game, but that kind of turned me off to college football as a whole. And they not paying really? players, and they lost the Citrus Bowl to Kentucky. So, but yeah. for this for this <laughs> game in particular, I am intrigued, and I do get Lincoln's point about wanting parity. I enjoy parity as much as the next person, but this is two fourteen and zero teams going head to head. Parity. This is this is <laughs> like two of like what could be go down as the greatest coaches in college football facing each other again and you know I think there's just a lot to it that can that can be exciting and I agree with Sam I don't want the blowouts that we saw in the semifinals I want a tight game I want a good game that you know will be entertaining for everyone and I think we'll get that yeah I mean nobody roots for a not entertaining game I guess you know what's interesting Vin is that the Penn State scandal had that kind of impact on you with the sport like, it was a heinous thing, right? Like, just an absolute heinous, heinous story. Yeah. But to me, it was more a crime of... It was more a crime of power than f- college football. I like, can see that. Right? For, for me, it was more. Uh-huh. it was more along the lines of... We're more interested in protecting football uh-huh. than we are these kids that were, you know, that were right. taking advantage right. of the Sandusky. Sure, you sure. know, the NCAA, yeah. yeah, they took away all of Joe Pa's wins. Yeah, the NCAA, they gave sanctions on him, everything like yeah. that. But they never truly addressed. Like it's the same thing with the Urban Meyer stuff with, uh, um, with the guy that you know beat up his wife. You know, right. they're more interested in protecting the game than the people that are actually like coaching and, you know, are yeah. supposed to be mentors yeah. and teaching these guys, these young men yeah. how to, you know, be better people. Yeah, I agree. I agree. But so, you know what it is? Though, real quick, because it's interesting and I and I completely get where you're coming from. Like to me, it's more about protecting the the interest of the program, the power of the program, the the revenue that it that it brings in, because that's where you're talking about these, you know, when you're talking about these regents and the college presidents, and they're just bottom line. They're protecting the power and they're protecting the revenue because it always goes back to revenue. Do you feel that? 
Yeah, I get that. And, you know, for me, if you're only interested in protecting money and not, you know, the kids that, like I said, the kids that got abused or the right. women that get abused by these, you know, some of these coaches that have been, that have gone throughout history. I mean, even at Baylor, you have players that are committing these heinous crimes and they get a slap on the wrist. And you're more yeah. interested in protecting your money than yeah. doing the right thing. And I mean, like I said, I still watch. I still love the game. It's just, yeah. it's not, I'm not, you know, clamoring. I'm not waking up at the crack of dawn on the West Coast and being like, oh, I got to watch this game. I, I, okay, I get so up you and I'm- well, You'll watch it, right? But you're not Oh, yeah. No, oh, no, no, no. I'm, I'm definitely going to watch the national championship game. And uh-huh. It's a big deal. Yeah. But, you know, I'm not like all gun ho for it. Aren't we all jaded by these scandals by now? I mean, not that the, the crimes themselves are horrible and deplorable, but it just seems like this this hiding, this negligence, this uh, this yeah. willful ignorance just keeps repeating in different ways at different yeah. programs. The programs take a fall; they slowly creep back up, you I know. Agree. And we just see, keep seeing it over and over again. And we just sort of like, but, hey, uh, you know what? I think I become I, num- I, you become numb to it. Yeah, I, I also day. want to point out the fact that you know here's the, and I think Charles Davis once said it best when in conversation with him. We're not experiencing anything that hasn't happened before. It's just that the, the amount of attention that is garnered toward the game and to the sports itself has, has become worldwide. I mean, there's really nothing that you're getting away with. Uh, everything is under a constant microscope because it is big and, and people are enthralled by drama. So, the, you know, these, these scandals, I mean, maybe not to the extent of what happened with Penn State. That's just sad all around. Don't get me wrong. But these things have happened. There have been programs who have put the programs, the money making power first and have given people passes throughout history. You know, I remember playing with 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 drunks, with womanizers. I, I I had, but they their 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 exploits were swept under the table. Why? Because we won with them. We were better off with them than it was. And it's sad, but that's just the way the the, the game has been. The game's entertainment. Everything happens on all levels, whether it's music and uh, films, whatever. All levels, you have that sort of scandal, and there are people who you know sweep things under the rug, and let it slide, uh, push it by, ignore it. Um, and, and so we're, we're always around that. It's just that, that especially in football or especially in collegiate sports and sports together, everything, nothing's, uh, nothing is going unexposed these days. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. You're right on brother. You're right on. All right. Uh, sit tight. Let's have a little fun. Shall we? The great playoff draft is coming up, uh, in just a moment, but first figgy. Mm-hmm. Take it away, baby. You got it. Well, let's start with some uh, NBA action from Friday night. The Thunder picking up their 25th win of the season. They beat the Blazers in Portland 111 to 109. Paul George had 37 points and eight boards. Russell Westbrook, 31 points, nine rebounds, and seven assists. Knicks snap an eight game losing streak. They beat the Lakers in Los Angeles 119 to 112. LeBron James out at least another week as he nurses that growing injury. Lakers are one in four without LeBron in the lineup. Clippers with the victory over the Suns in Phoenix. Celtics with a victory over Dallas, 114-93. Jason Tatum with 18 points there. Online car shopping can be confusing. Not anymore with True Price from True Car. Now you can know the exact price you'll pay for your next car, so visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Milwaukee Bucks improved to 27-10 in NBA Best after a 144-112 victory over Atlanta. They have won nine of their last ten. Brooklyn with a victory over Memphis. The Heat and Jazz with victories as well. 
Pacers get a 119-116 overtime victory over Chicago as Victor Oladipo had 26 points. Back to the fellas in 10 seconds, but first a word from Farmers. From a dog accidentally flooding a living room to a dog taking a joyride, we've covered it. Talk to Farmers. We know a thing or two because we've seen a thing or two. We are Farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by Farmers Truck Fire Insurance, Exchanges and Affiliates. Products not available in every state. Anthony and Link, back to you. Thank you, my brother. Appreciate it, Figgy. We are the fellas coming live from the Geico. Fox Sports Radio Studios, 15 minutes. Could save you 15% or more in car insurance. Visit geico.com for a free rate quote. All right, uh, Big Link. And guys, it's time now for the... And we'll, we'll get back. I do want to say we need to break the game down more than whether we like it. So I, I want to break the game down a little bit later and we'll do that. <laughs> I'm not, not escaping hour. that because I'm not going away from that. I'm just, uh, you asked me uh, for my I, input. I'm, I'm not, I need, I'm not, I need, I'm to, I need to say that. All right. <laughs> We're going to play the great um, playoff draft. Listen, this is the beginning of wild card weekend, the beginning of the NFL playoffs. So I thought it'd be fun to do a little exercise. So the exercise is you guys get the, we all get to draft a team. A team with a coach, a quarterback, a running back, a wide receiver, a, an offensive wild card, and three defensive players. And this is our team, our nucleus, to build the greatest playoff NFL team ever. So we're looking for clutch guys, we're looking for ice guys, we're looking for champions. And it's open to the past, and now we have the five of us, because it's Lincoln, myself, Figgy, Vinny and I was Sam. So uh, let's do this. I'll I'll draft last. Lincoln, you draft next to last. We'll give of the three. Who should we give the first pick to, Link? Let's go, Vincent. All right, Vinny gets the first pick. We'll give I was Sam the second pick. Figgy gets the third pick, and then we'll do a snake draft, so it's fair for everyone. Uh-huh. We agree with those rules, good gentlemen? Sounds good to me. Sure. All right. I concur, Doctor. Oh, yeah. All right. Look at that. I was saying, sure. Yeah, I guess so. You get the second pick, you bastard. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So here's the deal. You guys get to go, and you know the criteria. The criteria it's going to be champions. You guys are building the greatest clutch team ever. This is the nucleus for your team. So, Vinny, you're on the clock, and you can take any of these picks. Any other positions are wide open. All right. So, with the first pick, I am going to go with a coach, and I am going to go with Chuck Knoll. Wow. That's a great pick. Chuck Knoll of the Steelers. Huh? 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 That's big. All right, Sammy is up next. Uh, and who you got? I could also take a coach, or is do I have to go to another position? You can do whatever you want, man. Uh, okay, I'll um, I'll take a quarterback. I'll uh, I'll take Troy Aikman. Troy Aikman. Really? Uh, yeah. I'll question I mean, I'll like, you can take whoever you want. I'm questioning All right. Listen, I'm, I'm only so old, and like when it comes to stats and all stuff, right. I can't remember everything. 
I'm going to go with success. He had a lot of it. Success. All right. Yes. You know know what Figgy's doing? (laughs) Figgy wants you to have Aikman. It's a terrible pick. Whatever works, man. It's all good. Aikman won a lot. It was great. I I, I love you, Sam, but I got to be real. Because I love you, I can't hold my tongue. All right? He relied on his ground game. I know that. All right. All right. Listen. But you talking about stats or just like winning playoff no, games? Winning, it's winning. No, you, 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 you know, you got him. Well. All right, Fig, you're on the clock now. I'm going to go with a coach, Bill Belichick. <laughs> can't go wrong with Belly. No, no. You can't go wrong with the Belichick right there. That's for sure. All right, Link. Link is on the clock. I too am going with a coach. I'm going to start with Tom Landry. Tom Landry. Wow. Oh, man. All right. An embarrassment of riches awaits me here as I go with my two selections. Now, the, well, I was saying, I, I, I love you to death. What? Let him go. Let him go. What do you? What? Make your picks. Let I can't go. remember what guys. I keep badgering. I don't remember what guys hey, threw alone. for and like you know. All right. I you know. All right. I wasn't like even alive for half these games. <laughs> but you were alive for for Tom Brady. You just took Troy Aikman over Tom Brady. Yeah. Well, they. You know. He's. Are we going by stats or are we going by, you know, I know. Yes, Just let him leave him alone. Go by whatever criteria you want, <laughs> Sam. I'm sorry. Three Super Bowls. I'm Joe Draft, man. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'll leave it be. I promise. I'll leave right, it be. Go ahead and take whoever you want. All right. All right. I will. Yep. I'll, My brain is I'll take a guy named, uh, I don't know, Tom Brady. All Great. right. So Good pick. I, Solid pick. Uh, I got Brady. <laughs> and for my second selection, uh, I'm going to go Jerry Rice. Okay. So there you have your two picks. So see, see that. All right. I know. My- I, I just love Sam so much that I I feel like I like I'm taking advantage of him. Well, like I said, you just have to let Figgy's him. Figgy's got no yeah, soul. Like- Figgy's like, let him have that pick. <laughs> let him have it. He's moving it's, forward. It's his draft. Cool. That's right. And you must not do fantasy football. No, he does. I don't see him. I don't see him pouring this this, this sentiment out to all his fantasy cohorts. Be like, hey, what do you think? No, let, it, let him pick their team. You want right, to win? All right, I'm gonna shut up. I'm gonna right. shut up. Vinny's the same way. He's got cold blood. All right, all right, Link, you're on the clock for my quarterback. I'm going to. Go, oh, actually, second pick. My second pick is going to be because I think there's a ton of quarterbacks. I am going to go with. Ray Lewis is defensive player. That's a great pick. All right, Figgy. You're on the clock, my brother. All right. Link is right. There are a lot of quarterbacks, so I'm actually going to go tailback, and I'm going to go with Jim Brown. Jim Brown. Wow. Beautiful. Throwback. Figgy's a throwback. Oh, yeah. Could dominate any era. Run the ball. this is your redemption selection. All right. So any position? Anything. Coach, Mm -hmm. running back, wide receiver, defensive player, whatever you want. Anything but a quarterback. Yeah, I'm going to take a coach. Uh, My coach is Bill Walsh. Yeah, that's genius. That's a great pick. Thank you. Brilliant. It's good. It should be a good mix, right? Yes. Is there like a point system going here? Because I feel like, you know. 
I've already accrued accrued some points here, so. <laughs> but tr- I right. like the trash talk, Sam. It's good, brother. <laughs> All right, keep it keep it coming. <laughs> does, does Aikman get docked because he threw picks too? <sighs> no, the point is, is that okay? I'm not going to say anything. I know the point. V- Vinny, you got two to selections, from. Vinny. All right, so I am going to go with Joe Montana. I was waiting for my. How's Montana last the tenth? My God, because you got plenty of quarterbacks out there. Yeah, there's mm-hmm. a lot of quarterbacks, but I, I, I yeah, can't. Yeah, but there's not Joe Montana, Tom Brady. Oh gosh, oh, here we go. Oh yeah, bro. All right, and then I'm going to take a running back, and I'm going to go wild card. I'm going to go Timmy Smith from the Washington Redskins. Wow, Redskins. Super Bowl MVP. Yep, Timmy Smith. All right, Sam. Back to you. I get one pick here. You get one selection, my man. All right, I'm going with Mean Joe Green. Mean Joe Green with many rings. Solid selection. All right, that brings us back to the fig. Well, since we're going defensive, I'm going to go with Lawrence Taylor. LT. Great selection by that one, LT. Love the... Big Lawrence Taylor fan. All right, Link. You're on the clock. All right. Um, I'm going to go receiver. I'm going to go Randy Moss. Wow. Randy Moss. Throw it up to Randy Moss. You know what's funny about that is that there's not a lot of great receivers. You know that? Oh, I know it's, that. That's why you got to get them in good. Get them in quick. Yes, yeah, no, no, it's a, uh, that's a, it's a great, I think that's a great selection right there. All right, uh, Randy Moss is yours. Time for me, and I'm on the clock, and I'm going to go with, I'm trying to think if I should go middle linebacker. Oh. Oh, uh, there's an embarrassment of uh, players right now. I'm going to go with. Uh... All right, I'm, I'm going to go with. Uh... I can't believe Ray Lewis. That's a great. That's a great pick. That's a great selection. All right, I'm trying to think if I should go Barry or Emmett. I'm going to go with uh, Barry Sanders. Mm, 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 mm. Like it. Nice pick. Nice pick. I know. I, I'm just trying to figure it out. We'll come back and we'll uh, <laughs> we'll continue <laughs> the great NFL draft, the nucleus draft for the winners. It's the playoff draft of all time coming up and uh, first three rounds in the books with the fellas on Fox. From a hot air balloon landing on a car to a load of concrete falling on one, we've covered it. Talk to farmers. We know a thing or two because we've seen a thing or two. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by Farmers Truck Fire Insurance Exchanges and Affiliates. Products not available in every state. All right. Welcome back, fellas. With Lincoln Kennedy and Anthony Gargano. So we continue our all-time playoff uh 
roster. We're looking for a nucleus. So we're drafting a coach and seven players at the key positions to build the nucleus for our greatest playoff team ever. And so um, Vinny, he went first. He's got Chuck Noll, Joe Montana, Timmy Smith, who was an MVP. Sam has Troy Aikman, Bill Walsh, Mean Joe Green, Figgy Belichick, Jim Brown, Lawrence Taylor, Lincoln, Tom Landry, Ray Lewis, Randy Moss. I got Brady, Jerry Rice, Barry Sanders. I'm on the clock. I'm going to go Reggie White. Oh, you mother... As my uh, selection. <laughs> ah, As the guy yeah, that you, bo- well, you blocked. Yeah, I had to block back against him. That's, that's exactly where I was going with my next pick. I thought I you was were going to go Link. offense. <laughs> I thought you were going offense, offense, offense. I was like, I got him. Oh, man. So I got to rethink this. I still got to draft a defensive player since I went offense last year. Well, time. I mean, you got three defensive players. You can draft whatever you I know, want. I know. I got, I got, you know. I, I got this. I, I just got, want. I, I just got to go. I mean, I can't have Reggie sitting there. I mean, no, man, just, he that's got guy. He went. To, he went to Green Bay and brought him the Super Bowl. He was about to be picked. <laughs> yeah, no, I feel you, brother. Uh, so, um, all right. So, should I change up my strategy now? Still got plenty of quarterbacks. Okay, so let's do this. Um, my selection is going. I'm going to go with uh, Bruce Smith. It's a great pick. I need a Bruce defense Smith. Man. Great pick, Bruce Smith. It is Figgy. All right, I'm going to go with Deacon Jones. Oh, yeah, nice. Deacon Jones. You know what I like about Figgy? Figgy's a man of history. I'm telling That's you. That's right. The head yep. slap. Yeah. That's right. Deacon Jones, man. Deacon Jones is awesome. Mm-hmm. I told Deacon we would fight every time if he hit me. The head. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. I would fight you every time. And he, he would gladly like, engage, too. Exactly. Deacon was exactly. feisty all the way up until his uh, up until his passing. Absolutely. Absolutely. May he rest in peace. Oh, what yeah. a great guy. Sammy, you're on the clock, Sammy. Uh, we cannot omit Emmett. I will take Emmett. Emmett. Oh, good pick. I think Emmett's a good pick. There you go. Vinny. I'm going to go with Dexter Jackson from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Wow. Okay. Really? He had two two interceptions <laughs> when they won. <laughs> I'm going to take it. All right. All right. All right. You get two picks. No judgment. Now, no judgment. Uh, for my second pick, let's see. I need a wide receiver. I'm going to go... Actually, I'm going to go with John Riggins. Wow, big Riggo. Riggo for my wild right. card pick. Yeah, that's a good pick, Riggo. I'm not in love with you. I got to be real with you, bro. I'm not in love with Dexter Jackson's selection. Like, I know he had the two interceptions. Moving on. Come but... on. Come on. Let him draft. Right. Let him draft. <laughs> no, but I like I, I like owe it to my man. Just, you know, be, I'm going a, I'm to a be real kind of cat. All right, uh, Sammy. Uh, I'm gonna so I'm gonna go for. I don't think I've taken a wide receiver yet. I don't believe so. Um, did have did not win a title, but I'm gonna take Terrell Owens. To how about that? You got it. You a lot of playoff player. appearances. I agree. Multiple teams. Great player. Great player. That's my QB man. That's my quarterback. That's my wide receiver. That's my guy. Ah, uh, Figgy. 
This man also did not win a championship, but has some of the best postseason numbers at the receiver position. Larry Fitzgerald. Oh, El Fitz, yeah, nice man. Picks. Nice pick. Great pick. I like that. Bigger link. His Highness Sir Sweetness, Mr. Walter Payton, is my next selection. Wow, nice. that's a great I like selection. I love His Highness. That's a great, great selection. Uh, I will, sh- shall I go? And uh, my selection shall be one. Uh, Mike Singletary. I'll go with the Bears and Singletary, that 85 Bears captain with the eyes of a linebacker. So I'll take my second defensive player. We are the fellas, Lincoln Kennedy, Anthony Gargano, the all-time playoff draft now. All right, that's the fellas. That's who we are. Live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more in car insurance. Visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. Obviously, a big hour ahead with what's going on in Wild Card Weekend. Having a lot of fun talking about these four games, the storylines and the plot lines that are plentiful for this uh, incredible Wild Card Weekend. Monday night, the championship game. We'll have picks for you, breakdowns for you, all straight ahead. Now, we are also in the middle of our all-time playoff nucleus draft. So uh, with with this being Wild Card Weekend, we're trying to put the greatest clutch performers uh, on display. So we're having a little draft, the five of us. Now, I'm trying to get a hold of Coach Spags to be the judge, Link. Now, notice I texted you with him. I know. I I mean, I texted him with you on it. Right, right. As a witness. Because I need a witness. Otherwise, see, Ilo needs almost to be recused in the other room. Why? Because he could could be a judge. Well, he could be a judge. Why couldn't I be a judge? I mean, we're already, what, six, seven picks into it, so he probably would be. But I don't want him to know whose team's what. Oh, I see. I see. Yeah. Like okay. he's got to just yeah. still go team. We got to go team A, team B, C, D, E. But I've been listening yeah. the whole time, so I know who's who. Yeah, yeah. yeah I know. First of all, uh, happy New Year, Hilo. So happy good, New good, Year, good. Link. How, how you feeling, man? You were last time we talked. You were you were a little under weather. You all right? Everything good now? I am back to full strength. Awesome. Glad and see if I would have been a judge, I'd vote for you, Lincoln, because you've been oh. nice to me today. <laughs> You're not supposed to say that. We love, we love you, Ilo. <laughs> Nor the, the trendings. <laughs> That's exactly right. I butter you up just so you Now, Ilo has been a judge uh, numerous times on the show. In the past, yes, yes, yes. yes. And I've been clinically objective. <laughs> well, he has. He has, except uh, when he doesn't select me. <laughs> exactly. Wow. Or my wow. team. Or any, <laughs> or any Philadelphia-related uh, uh, sports uh, teams or players, yes. Yeah, I'm a little <laughs> bit of a baby when it comes a to this little stuff. bit, little bit, little. I I I uh I channel my inner twelve year old. No, it's my team. It's a better team. <laughs> it's terrible. It's just absolutely ter- it's sickening being this immature. Taking my but, ball. Uh, and I'm going home. I know we may need you, so don't don't listen. I'm on standby. All right. He just don't said listen. don't listen. <laughs> don't listen. All right. You only want everybody else listen. This is actually fun. All right, let's figure. Let's finish this whole deal, and then uh, and then uh, we'll get to it. There's uh, only three rounds left. Let's buzz through it, and then uh, we can get a champion crown. 
Vinny is on the clock with his next selection. All right, so I am actually going to go defensive again, and I'm going to go with Ronnie Lott from the San Francisco 49ers. Ronnie Lott. That's a great selection. All right. Sam, go for it. All right, I'm going to go defensive player here. I'm going to take uh, Teddy Bruschi. Teddy Bruschi. All right. You got him. Uh, Figgy, you're on the clock, buddy. I am also going to go defense and go with Ed Reed. Ed Reed, the great safety from the Ravens. And uh, Lincoln, you're up, my man. All right. I have got to get a lockdown, so let me go with prime time. Deion Sanders. Wow, that's a great. You you just did right back to me what I did to you, my brother. Yes. Because that was all about me, some prime time. He was my next selection. That was prime time or or, uh, Ronnie Lott, and Vinny took him. So uh, I think I'm going to (sighs) go – I need me a really good defensive back. I'm going to go with Rod Woodson. I think Rod Woodson was a uh, the hell of a player. Yep, no doubt. Yep. So uh, I'll go Rod Woodson as my uh, as my. Yep. Was... Uh, uh, all right, uh, we're, uh, Vinny, you're up on the clock. I'm going to go Lynn Swan. Lynn Swan, it is. All right, Sam. All right, this is my final uh, defensive player, um, Troy Polamalu. Wow, that's a good pick. I like I'm a big Troy Polamalu fan. All right. Figgy. I need a quarterback, and I'm going to go with Aaron Rodgers. Aaron yeah. Rodgers. I like it. Damn you, Figgy. Uh-huh. That's good. Mm, 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 mm. I mean, uh, I like that uh, selection. Yeah. It's a good one. It's definitely a good one. Um, all right. So now, just threw my draft in the trash. Um, need a quarterback. So I think I'm going to go Brett Favre. You're going to go Favre. Favre. You can't go. You can't go wrong with Favre. I mean, seriously. I got Favre. You can't go wrong with with. Yeah. Brett Favre, I mean, a little. Want to know what he's doing in South Florida? You yeah. got to play the Dolphins, you <laughs> dumbass. Um, sorry. <laughs> now, you, you, I mean, I, you know, you know. I mean, let's face it, that's uh-huh. a that's a great selection. All right. Uh, uh, blah, 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 blah. Let me see. I'm on the line, uh, so I'll go. I might just have to go with one of the Hogs as my wild card. In uh, deference to Lincoln, <laughs> I think I might have to go with that Russ Grimm. Oh, I can't stand you. We think too much alike. I hate you. <laughs> I really do. <laughs> really, I really do. Uh, I by the way, I, I got to go. I'm on, I got a snake, so I got to yeah. finish my draft. I need a coach. And uh, I will go Bill Parcells Man. as my coach. Lincoln, All you're right. up finishing your draft. What do you need? You need a well. I mean, let's see. We got I got my card. linebacker. I need a wild my wild card. I've got to got to get somebody to protect the backside. So I'm gonna go with Anthony Munoz. Great pick. Great pick. 
you know, we, we, are, we are. We think exactly alike. Figgy, you're on the clock, my brother. What do you need? Well, I do need an offensive lineman, which is extremely important, but I got to have somebody help me out in clutch situations when the game is on the line. So my wild card is Adam Vinatieri. Wow, I like that. Drafted a kicker? Drafted a kicker. I know Link don't like that. I like it. Let me kick Mr. Clutch I drafted the kicker. Not a kicker. He is the kicker. Mr. Clutch, I'd like to kick him in his clutch. That's pretty good. All right, Samuel. All right. This is a bit out on a limb, but this is a little bit of a homer pick for me. 47 years ago, the Chiefs took on the Dolphins. The Chiefs lost, but they're, they had an amazing player who set a playoff record for a single game for all-purpose yards. Uh, his name is Ed Podolak, and he had compiled 350 all-purpose yards in that 27-24 loss to the Dolphins. I'm taking Ed Podolak as my wild-card pick. Ed Podolak. 85 rushing yards, 110 now, receiving yards. Now, why is yards, that a 100... homer pick? Well, because he, he's from the state of Iowa, and he played at Iowa when they were god-awful oh, okay. in the 1960s I... and 70s. Oh, he's an I, he's a Hawkeye. He's a Hawkeye, and he's an Iowa native, but he also holds the playoff single-game record for all-purpose yards, 350 all-purpose yards. Wow. 85 Ed rushing, Pol- 110 receiving, 155 return yards. I think it's I will say, it's I will say this. I did not expect Ed Podolak to be drafted. I don't think any of us did. Why not? Why not? All right. All right. Uh, Ed Podolak it is, my man. Vinny, you end the draft, Vin. Uh, I'm going to close it out with a homer pick of my own, and I'm going to go with uh, Daryl Green. Daryl Green's mm. a great pick, man. Yeah. Probably still oh. runs a 4-4 right now. Oh, yeah. He, he'd dust anybody right now. No, he's a, he's a he, that's a great selection. Uh, I think that's a great selection. All right, here you go. Here are your selections. Uh, Team Vinny comes in with Chuck Knoll as his coach. He's got uh, Joe Montana as his quarterback. Emmett Smith as his running back. Wait, He's nope, got- that was mine. Timmy Smith was mine. Oh, excuse me, Timmy Smith. Forgot. He, that's where he went on the runs with uh, his MVPs. You got Lynn Swan as your receiver, right? You got Ronnie Lott. You got who's your oh, Dexter Jackson, Daryl Green, and Rigo as your wild card. It's a good squad. You ready? Team Sam has Walsh as his coach, Aikman as the quarterback. Do you think Troy would agree with that? Emmett as his running back. He's got T.O. That's an interesting pick. I'm a T.O. fan. He's a wide receiver. His defense, Teddy Bruschi. Ed Podolak. <laughs> Ed is the uh, X factor on offense. Me, Joe. Yeah, that's right. I'm sorry. Me, Joe Green, which is uh, a good, a really good pick. Troy Palomalu, and then Ed Podolak. Podo. There it is. We'll give you the other teams uh, coming up next. It's a lot of fun, and then we'll crown a winner. 
And then we got breakdowns, we got picks, we got five monster games to break down. The four wild card games and the national championship on Monday night. We are the fellas on Fox. Lincoln Kennedy, Anthony Gargano, right here. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notify, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air, and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action, and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. From a dog accidentally flooding a living room to a dog taking a joyride, we've covered it. Talk to farmers. We know a thing or two because we've seen a thing or two. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by Farmers Truck Fire Insurance Exchanges and Affiliates. Products not available in every state. What does it mean when Geico says 15 minutes could save you 50% or more car insurance? It means you probably should have gone to Geico.com 15 minutes ago. We are the fellas. He's Anthony Gargano. I'm Lincoln Kennedy, and we are finishing up our all-time playoff draft. Cause where do we leave off? All right. So here's the deal. We need judges, basically. Our two judges have not responded. <laughs> oh, well, oh, they're busy. Uh, Saturday morning. So uh, I, I need. We need judges. Now we have Judge Ilo, and I would be willing to take the audience uh, vote as well. We can put a Twitter something. Eight seven seven ninety nine on Fox. Yeah. All right. Eight seven seven nine nine on Fox. Keep a keep a listen. If and you guys tell us what's best. Now, Ilo, are you there? Reporting for duty. All right. As all. Real honored right. to be your third choice. By the way, thanks. I, I was wait. I was wait for that. Isaac Lowenkron. I was waiting I for was that. Coming. Then again, I was probably my wife's third choice. Let's be honest. Wow. <laughs> No, 
I wanted you to, I just wanted a blind guy. Like I wanted someone that didn't know that, you know, that wasn't listening. So I you know, I coached I coached Bags and Baldy. Then and so I wanted to hit them those guys up and have them select blindly. But whatever. I I I, I it does <laughs> not mean I don't Same I thing don't my wife said value. when I proposed to her, by the way. <laughs> Yeah, I whatever. Don't value and honor your your opinion. All right, <laughs> I think you have a good. I think you have a great mind. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go. Team one, coach Chuck Knoll, quarterback Joe Montana, running back MVP Timmy Smith, wide receiver Lynn Swan, defensive players Ronnie Lott and Mean Joe Green, and help me out. Uh, and uh, Ronnie Lott, Mean Joe Green, oh Dexter Jackson, MVP, and the wild card is Riggins. Team two, Bill Walsh, Troy Aikman, Emmett Smith, T.O., Teddy Bruschi, uh, Troy Palomalo, Mean Joe Green, Ed Podolak. <laughs> Team three. Not supposed to laugh when you say the name. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm supposed to laugh when you laugh. Not supposed to laugh when you say the names. Just, Bill just a little word of advice. <laughs> Bill Belichick, Aaron Rodgers, Jim Brown, Larry Fitzgerald, Lawrence Taylor, Ed Reed, Deacon Jones, Adam Vinatieri. Team four, Brett Favre, Walter Payton, Randy Moss, Ray Lewis, Deion Sanders, Bruce Smith, Anthony Munoz, Team 5, Tom Brady, Barry Sanders, Jerry Rice, Reggie White, Mike Singletary, Rod Woodson, Russ Grimm, and Bill Parcells. That is your uh, five teams, teams 1 through 5. And, and you if you're driving, us, we hope you pull it over to write all this stuff down. Right? I know. <laughs> Does he? Let's let him get up here. Eric. Good morning, Eric. How we doing? Good luck today. Good luck with your Colts. Not a Colts fan. Biggest Oakland Raider fan in the world. Hey, oh, he's my, my man. man. All right. <laughs> we love him already. Exactly. And, 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 and fellas, that's what I got my beef with. There's not one Oakland Raider on there. No Jack Tatum, uh, no uh, Lester Hayes, no Mike Hayes. You've got no Fred Bolitnikoff, no Cliff Branch, no Kenny Stabler, no Marcus Allen, no Tom Flores. (laughs) Wait, wait. Fellas, I don't know how to tell this to you, but all four or five of your teams are not very good. (laughs) You can also put John Madden there, right? John Madden. That's right. Tom Flores. No, See, not over no. John Madden. Absolutely. No, huh? no. Ask He's Mr. Raider. Mr. Raider, who broadcasts the games, who's a legend of the franchise, Lincoln Kennedy. I got I got nothing to utmost respect for no, all I, the I, I love Lincoln Kennedy, but I, <laughs> I probably got I probably got Art Shell and, and Gene Upshaw before Link, but but I do love Link. Don't get me wrong. Well, it's all good. It's all good. I mean, they're deservingly cool. so. This, this, it's all good. Trust me. I have I no can't problem believe, with that. Are you, so are you not a Colts fan at all? 
No, no, you got to remember, I, I'm I'm about I'm 47 years old, and the Colts didn't move here until I was 13 years old. Right. So by that time, I was I was already a Raider fan because that's what they would show in you. the afternoon here. Uh, they sure. would show all the West Coast games in the afternoon here in Indianapolis. So by that time, I was a, I was an Oakland Raider fan slash LA Raider fan. Well, that's that's cool, brother. Listen, we appreciate you checking in, man. Enjoy the wild card weekend. And uh, Raiders will be back soon. By the way, uh, Lincoln, in the Raider report, <laughs> what, what do you think of my man Mike Mayock as the GM? I'm very happy for Mike. I know Mike really well. I think he's a really sharp guy, and I think he knows what he's doing. Well, he's a great evaluator of talent. I had the pleasure of crossing paths with him in my days with the NFL Network and had the utmost respect for him. I thought it was it was, it was a, a clever hire. I mean, let's face it, you know, for, for what it's worth, John Gruden is a man who's wearing all the hats at the top. He's, you know, th- despite the labels, he is the general manager. He's going to, so he needs somebody to help him evaluate talent. And I think they got the right man for the job. Ah, uh, that's cool, man. I like it. I like it. All right. Uh, I know your assessment. And once again, if you want to check in with us, 877 on Fox is how you do it. I love your assessment of these teams. All right. And be brutal, too. I will be brutal. Be so brutal. the the I really, really liked two of them. And the others, I'm like, eh, okay. So the best one, and this is one, Well, save two. the winner for last. Okay. So go, this, through the, go through the ones you hate first. Uh, it's not so much hate. It's like, eh, th- there's some holes here. So the first team with Joe Montana at quarterback, John Riggins is an excellent pick, MVP performance in Super Bowl 17. Timmy Smith at the time, had a Super Bowl record for rushing, but that was one game. Lynn Swan was an excellent pick, but defensively, Ronnie Lott I'm a big fan of, but uh, there were some better picks. Number two, it's hard to go wrong with Bill Walsh, Troy Aikman, and Emmett Smith, and Terrell Owens had a terrific performance in the losing cause in Super Bowl 39. He made the catch part two in the playoff game against the Packers. Um, among other things, I was surprised that Michael Irvin was not picked by any of y'all. <laughs> the Brett Favre uh, team, he was an okay pick. Walter Payton... I'm not sure I can come up with a signature playoff moment by Walter Payton, to be honest with you. Same true for Randy Moss. Same true for Deion Sanders. I really like the Bruce Smith pick, and I'm glad he got that recognition. Yeah, Ray Lewis is understandable. He had an MVP caliber. He was the MVP of Super Bowl 35. Now, the second best team was the Belich- was the Belichick team. Because here's an interesting thing. Belichick would have picked a lot of his guys on his own team. He coached LT. He would have picked Jim Brown. He had a great relationship with him, so he knew all about him and respected him. He was a huge fan of Ed Reed and obviously Vinatieri. So that was the second best team. But all in all, the best overall team, the Parcells coach team. Tom Brady at quarterback. Barry Sanders didn't really have any signature playoff performances in my estimation that I can recall. You got to go with Jerry Rice. You can't go wrong with Tom Brady throwing the ball to Jerry Rice. Reggie White had three sacks in Super Bowl 31. It's the only team that had an offensive lineman in Russ Grimm. And Michael Sin- Mike Singletary, of course, was a stalwart of those teams uh, in the 80s with the Bears who made those several playoffs. Run. So I would go Team Parcells 1, Team Belichick 1A. Now who was who? Who picked those teams? 
Why, thank you, Ilo. Uh, I thank you. Uh, uh, all right. Who was yes. he? I had Anthony Munoz, so you know. I yeah, Link, wasn't did, offensive yeah. Lineman, yeah, Link had the offensive lineman, too. That Team Belichick was me. Okay, okay. Now, who's the Team Parcells? You know who it is. Take, take, yeah. a, take a wild guess. Exactly. Well, just, just, judging from the canary feathers protruding exactly. from his mouth all the way across the country in Philadelphia, was it you, yeah. Anthony? C. <laughs> well, I feel bad now because you were you were hesitant about wanting me as a judge, and exactly. Lincoln was all for exactly. it, and yet I picked over Lincoln. It's okay. I think you're a brilliant man. Oh. <laughs> I, the check is in the mail, my friend. You should receive it Don't soon. Don't send me a check. Send me a cheesesteak from Pat's. Uh, uh, you got it. Steak is in the mail, all right? How about, how about that? The steak is in the mail. And uh, there you have it, the great drift. Now, uh, gentlemen, first of all, great job. You guys all had wonderful teams. Even you, Iowa Sam, with your Podolak pick. Thank you. Stop. <laughs> you can't help it. You can't help yourself, can you? You just... <laughs> Like, it's like you can imagine, like if like this is an actual draft, and like Roger Goodell's going to the podium, like, like can he keep a straight face before he, he goes out? He owns look over, the like, single game all-purpose yards record. What's well, not a bad pick? <laughs> he'd look, at all, for, oh, he'd look yeah. over to Iowa Sam's table and be like, "Really? Is this, <laughs> this a say thank you." Okay, Ed Polak okay. would thank me right. Now. I think for a while, Daniel Marshall had the record for like most threes made in an NBA game. <laughs> I'll take Danielle. <laughs> just, just saying, Sam. Oh Same. boy, Vinny's like, yeah, shut up, man. Give it to him. Give him <laughs> That's exactly right. That's right. Let him go. Stop. T- right. Stop talking. All right. Uh, thanks, boys. That was fun. That was a lot of fun. All right. Uh, let's get back to Ilo with some trending, and then we make our selections and have our breakdowns. That's coming up next, right after Ilo. Okay, Anthony, we started the NBA on Friday night where Paul George dropped 37 points in the Oklahoma City Thunder's victory at Portland. The Knicks defeated the LeBron James-less Lakers in Los Angeles to break an eight-game losing streak. Victor Oladipo nailed the game-winning three-pointer with three-tenths of a second to play in overtime to give the Indiana Pacers a victory at Chicago. The Pacers on a six-game winning streak. The Bucks on a five-game winning streak. They improved their NBA best record to 27-10 and by routing the Hawks. 144 to 112. The NFL playoffs kick off today at 435 Eastern with an AFC South matchup as the Texans host the Colts. That'll be followed by the Seahawks and the Cowboys from Arlington. One other NFL note, and this one is just for you, Anthony Gargano. A 49-year-old Pittston, Pennsylvania man was arrested on burglary charges for allegedly stealing five guitars from a music store at 3 o'clock in the morning. WNEP reporter Carolyn Blackburn caught up with the suspect as he was being led into jail in handcuffs by the cops, and the following exchange occurred. Listen. Is there anything you want to say? Go Eagles. (laughs) That one is just for you, Anthony. We will be back to the fellas in 10 seconds, but first... A word from farmers. From a dog accidentally flooding a living room to a dog taking a joyride, we've covered it. Talk to farmers. We know a thing or two because we've seen a thing or two. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by Farmers Truck Fire Insurance Exchanges and Affiliates. Products not available in every state. Bump, bum, 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 bum. Anthony, and looking back to you. <laughs> 
Thank you, Ilo, and thank you for that. Uh, showing that all Eagle fans are criminals. Yes. <laughs> We are the fellas coming live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more in car insurance. Visit geico.com for a free rate quote. All right. Now it's time for a little breakdown, Big Link. Yep. And let's start with today's games. The first one being the Indianapolis Colts going to Houston to face Deshaun Watson, DeAndre Hopkins, and uh, as you've been learned all morning, I mean, uh, I, it's interesting to see if Watson has enough and uh, whether or not the Texans' defense can hold down Indianapolis. I, I, I think this is going to be more of an offensive game, Link. How do you kind of uh, see this one playing out? I, I think you're absolutely right. Here, here's my sort of take on it. I think both teams, as I said earlier in the show, match up really well. And I, I, I like the fact that Houston's strength is their defensive line and J.J. Watt, Jadavion Clowney, and, and Marcellus as well. But um, the, and the, the Colts' strength, obviously, is their offensive line and what they've been able to sort of manufacture and get things done with the balance with the run game. So when it comes down to this, this comes down to a little bit intangibles. The turnover game is going to be huge, uh, but I think this team having familiarity with one another, playing them twice and being in the same division, I'm going to side with the home team because I think Houston is going to make enough plays to get it done. So it's going to be one of the more competitive games throughout the weekend. I just like Houston a slight bit better. Yeah, I do too. I, it's, it's funny that you uh, you said that. I. I know. All, I know the line right now. I think the Texans are one. Yeah, so, so it's kind of a toss-up. Yeah, right. I mean, it's it's a uh, it's pretty much of a it, a, a, a uh, Colts line. Yeah. Now the Colts defense has played really well. I got. I got. Yeah. yeah. I mean, definitely one of the Colts. better pass rushes in the National Football League, without a doubt. So, and in Houston, I worry a little bit about their offense. Remember the first game between the two in mm-hmm. Indianapolis? Mm-hmm. The Texans won 37-34 in a big-time shootout. The second game, a little bit lower scoring. The Colts won that one, 24-21. Both, te- both road teams won during their matchup in the regular season. But I, you know, and in that one game where the Colts won in Houston, they scored 17 points in the second quarter, if you remember. They uh, took advantage of a turnover, and they were able to find the end. So I, I think it's going to be higher scoring, and I, I'm going to ride with you, Lincoln. We'll both take the Colts in this one. I, 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 I got Texans. I, I mean, the Tech Colts. We both have the Texans in this yeah. one. Yeah. Okay. Then who you got, Ben? I am picking the Texans because they are my Super Bowl pick, so I'm going to stick with that right. and uh, go with them. All right, boys. Uh, we got Sam. I'm going to take the Colts here. I like the Colts to come in and the slight upset. You got the Colts. All right, interesting. All right, uh, let's go to the second game. Whoops. And uh, this is a great one. Seattle and the Cowboys. I keep going back and forth, but ultimately I like Seattle in this one, Link. We talked about mm-hmm. it. I think Russell Wilson's the difference. You know, he, he's so mobile. He makes things happen. Uh, I'm going to take Russell Wilson, and he negates the Cowboys' defense. You know, when thinking about this game, I, I thought that, you know, how Seattle how, – how, first of all, the Cowboys are 7-1 at home, and Seattle's 4-4 four four in the road. 
and the four wins that they played on the road came against weak teams. And the last time they played the Cowboys, they didn't have Amari Cooper, which has definitely been a difference maker for Dak Prescott in this offensive game. There's all kinds of things that have me thinking the, the best way to go is to go with the Cowboys, but I just believe in Russell Wilson, this run offense, and this defense, and I think they take it up a notch against the Cowboys. And I'm gonna so I'm gonna go with Seattle. It's just a gut gut feeling. I agree. I'm gonna go with Seattle in this game. Seattle plus the two. We'll both do that. Vinny, who do you got? Uh, I'm going Seattle as well. I think wow. Dallas is due for a uh, December decline like they have in the past, and I think it could happen this weekend. All right. Uh, Tammy? I'm going with the roadie again. I like Seattle. They just seem like they're, uh, you know, Pete Carroll has that has that moxie. Unanimous. Uh, we've all liked the Seahawks in this game. You know, look, they're, they're a team that is uh, real, that plays very well at home. And uh, could struggle on the road. But, I again, uh, I'm with you guys. We all like Seattle. All right, tomorrow, which is a great game. I'm really looking forward to it. It's the Ravens and the Chargers early. Remember, this is a rematch of a couple weeks ago where the Ravens went into Los Angeles and won. Uh, Now, again, remember, this Chargers team has no home field advantage. They're basically homeless. They're uh, 7-1 on the road. They know how to win on the road. They've seen this Ravens offense, and I think that's a huge deal. Having seen Lamar Jackson just a couple weeks ago, I think they make the adjustments, and I like the Chargers to win the game outright, Lincoln. In the past, it's been difficult for West Coast teams to travel back east in the playoffs. Uh, That's one reason why there's a blaring stat I read this week that West Coast teams having to go on the road to the Super Bowl are 0-25. Uh, but I do believe that the playing against this team a couple weeks ago, Philip Rivers had one of his worst games. He'll have one of his better games today or this weekend uh, because I think he'll be much more prepared and they'll have some things designed to help protect him better than they did the last time these two teams met. Uh, I, I just – this whole offense with Baltimore is, is really gimmicky and, and it's really hard to stop. It's going to be a difference maker. But if the people if – the, if there's one team out there, I think, in AFC that has – the personnel defensively wise to slow it down. Um, I, I think it's the, the the Chargers the second time around, uh, and so I like the Chargers in this game. All right, great. You get the Chargers. You and I ride together, Vinny. Who you like in the game? Uh, you know, I think it's going to be uh, second time around. The Chargers are going to get this one because they will have hopefully figured out Lamar Jackson. Even though the Ravens have a tough defense, I just I think that the like we were talking about earlier, the Chargers are the more complete team. So I'm going to go with the Chargers. All right. Uh, what do you say, Sam? I'm going to charge it as well. Put it on the credit card. Let's charge it. Go Chargers. Oh God, he's oh! <laughs> charge. He doubled charge. down. Did you see? Did you no, he that? did. He did. He did. Yeah, we're going to yeah. put, put it on the credit first. card. I'm going to charge it. Yeah, I like to charge no, it. So I like to charge. Double it. down no, on the bad punters. Double yes. down. Double, double on the bad pun. All right. Make it unanimous that, that we all like the Chargers, which is scary. We all like the Seahawks. We all like the Chargers. Most of us like the Texans. We'll come back and we'll take a look at the last wild card game in Chicago. Are the Bears back against the defending champs? And then, of course, Clemson, Alabama. Monday night. We're the fellas right here on Fox Sports Radio. From a car landing on a roof to a car landing in a pool, we've covered it. 
Talk to farmers. We know a thing or two because we've seen a thing or two. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by Farmers Truck Fire Insurance, Exchanges and Affiliates. Products not available in every state. All right, final segment, fellas, right here on Fox Sports Radio, coming from the Geico, Fox Sports Radio Studios. All right, uh, boys, uh, we had one more game to go for, one more NFL playoff game before we get to the national championship game Monday night in Alabama Mm -hmm. and Clemson, Mm -hmm. Roman numeral four. It's the (laughs) Bears and the Eagles, defending champs. Versus the Young Bears with that incredible defense. Who thought, thanks to Khalil Mack and the Raiders, the Bears are now a playoff team. Yep. And, and uh, I was talking to our buddy Mike North mm-hmm. the other day, and he said that he, he, he thought that the, the Bears would win six games. Oh, really? Yeah, before the season. Well, there wasn't a whole lot of faith in Mitchell Trubisky, but this is we've seen in the past defensive led teams uh, that, that have been able to go far. Now, for what it's worth, um, I know Nick Phil, Nick Foles has come in and he's had a tremendous passing rate. I read, I think I read over the, the this past week for the last two games, his passing rate is over 102, um, which is fine. But those are also against average defenses. Um, I don't think um, the Bears are going to shoot out. Or, uh, or, or definitely take apart um, the, the Eagles' offense. I think this is a closer game than the spread allows it. I'm going to take the Eagles with the points, but I do think the Bears win. Yeah, the game is six and a half, which seems yeah. really, really high to me. It is really high to me, so that's why I'm going to take the Bears with the points. I mean, the Eagles with the points. Yeah, I think I, the Bears I, win. I, I'm with you. I mean, on the line, telling you to go to Chicago, but I, I got to go. Uh, I got to go Eagles in the magic. Let's see if this magic can continue with Nick Foles. He's got a tough defense that he's in front of, but that said, Eagles' defense has been playing well. They're pretty much intact. You know, this Bears' offense is going to keep him in the game. So, and we know Foles, they're battle-tested. The Bears are not inexperienced. The Eagles are battle-tested. I'm going to take the battle-tested team to win outright and give the Eagles plus the six and the, the plus 220 as well. Uh, playoffs. All right, Vinny. So I like the Bears to win this, but I don't think that they are going to cover. I think it's going to be a closer game, like a field goal. So I'm going to go with the uh, the Eagles with the points. But I think right, the Bears you see the way the link sees it. Yeah, which is Bears win the game, Eagles cover. Yeah, sounds good. All right, um, what about you? I was saying. I echo that. Bears win, Eagles cover. Bears win, Eagles cover. It's the safe, safe way to go. All right, that is the safe way to go. All right, I can see the Eagles winning this game. I can also see a Bears blowout. But you know, the, to me, the magic of Foles is the story. Can he continue to turn water into wine? I mean. <laughs> <laughs> David Blaine, you know, Moses, Mm. Jesus, he's the man, Nick Foles. Anyway, uh, that only brings us to the national championship game. For the fourth consecutive year, we will see Clemson and Alabama. 
Of course, we go way back, and when Clemson wins its first national championship in forever, it's over Alabama. Alabama gets revenge the following year, and of course, last year they beat the Tigers in the uh, semifinal game. But we have a rematch of these two incredible teams. You know, since uh, I guess it was been seven straight weeks that Clemson has had a uh, has won a game, uh, and it's been at least by twenty points or more. Well, they've been blowing teams out. Yeah, and for me, the thing is, is that I'm going to. I, I think this game goes down to the trenches. I think who wins the can you know the, both teams are both you know Clemson and Alabama are missing some some dominant pieces up front, but can uh, can Alabama's offensive line you know keep Tua upright with the pass rush of Clemson? Um, I'm going to take the Tigers in this game because I think that's, that's who's going to win the battle of the trenches. I, I think that it's going to be a back-and-forth game that's going to both quarterbacks are going to showcase, but I, I like Clemson to get to two a lot a lot more than, uh, than than the other side of Alabama getting to Clemson's quarterback. Yeah, you know, you can see that two was under duress against Oklahoma, which was kind of yeah. surprised me. Yeah. Oklahoma blitzed a ton. Yeah. And uh, quite frankly... Look, they were up twenty-eight nothing, and so the game was a was a cigar piece. That all said, I you know wound up closer than I expected it to be. So you know, I I get you. It makes perfect sense to me. I want to focus on Trevor Lawrence and the other side of the football, all right? And that's where I just don't know that Clemson can move the ball enough on this. This is not the greatest of the Alabama defense. But it's still really, really good. Right. And I I wonder about how Trevor Lawrence plays against this team. It's one thing to go up against Pitt. It's one thing to go up against the ACC. And, uh, I mean, geez, even Notre Dame. But you're stepping up fiercely in talent. And uh, I'm going to say it's, it's going to be a struggle. I'll take... Alabama Lake. Well, there's a surprise. I didn't see that one coming. The line is six. Who you got in the line? You got Clemson in the line? I like Clemson. Yeah, I'm going to go with Clemson. You going Clemson outright? Yep. All right. Outright. I'll, t- I'll take it. I'll lay the six. What do you got, Vinny? Uh, I'm actually agreeing with uh, Lincoln on this one, and I'm going to take Clemson to win outright. Wow, outright peace from you. That's big. I was Sam. Who you got? Uh, my heart tells me Clemson. My head tells me Alabama. Uh, I'm going to go with my heart just just for just for fun. I'm going to take Clemson to win this. You got Clemson to win. Interesting. All right, that line is now down to five, guys. See, just what 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 us us talking about. See what happened and yeah. brought the line down. Plus one eighty. Look at that. <laughs> well, you three guys love it. All right, uh, everybody, listen. What a blast it was today. It's an incredible, incredible weekend. Enjoy it. Enjoy the family. Let's go. Let's get some football. Thanks for listening, everybody. See you. Always love you.
Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See why CNBC ranks Minnesota number four best state to live and work. A great place to work, an even better place to live. ExploreMinnesota.com slash live. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.